Hey, hey, welcome to the Grace Course Podcast. I'm Phil Drysdale, and this week we are going to finish up our series on spiral dynamics by looking at the, the final stage we'll look at here on the podcast, stage yellow, or integral stage. And so um, I'm not going to ramble on, uh, or as much as I can avoid rambling on, and I'm going to let you dive straight into this um, episode, and I'll see you on the other side. Okay, so welcome to Stage Yellow. So this is the last one in the series as far as I plan it now. I may return to the series and record some more stages um, depending on uh, how things go. But uh, there'll be a few more videos uh, with some nuances and some other outworkings um, and maybe looking at some of the spiritual elements in a bit more depth. Um, But as far as the individual stages go, this will be the last stage. So what is Stage Yellow? Stage Yellow is the integral stage. This is how it's most commonly known. Um, Some uh, also know it as the meta-modern stage. So we had modern, post-modern, then meta-modern. And it can also be known as the frontier stage. Um, Stage yellow is the first stage in tier two consciousness. So all of the other stages found themselves in tier one. Now, This stage and any other stages we'll explore will find themselves in tier two. Now the main dividing line between tier one and tier two is that tier two is aware of the stages. It is aware of the process, it is aware of the tiers. And so stage yellow is the first stage that becomes fully aware that this whole thing has been a journey. And so as we saw in the prior stages, how they constantly demonized the stages they had been in before and the prior stages, and they demonized their future stages, the stages that they had to uh, transcend to. Um, so that both the transcending and the including was very problematic for the earlier stages at tier one. At tier two, we're gonna find that transcending is um, is a, a, an accepted goal, an accepted inevitability, and, and something that people are very intentional about doing. And the including is now an accepted fact and an important process of the transcending as well. So sta- uh, tier two, so yellow and onwards, um, will now become a lot more intentional about when they transcend, when they go into their new stages, not demonizing prior stages, but trying to include all that those prior stages had to offer them, everything that was good from that stage. Um, And so not just focusing on the bad, which is what we tend to do when we grow and develop and and go through the stages, um, there's a tendency to focus on the negative um, and dismiss so much from our prior stages as we grow. And that's what I've been trying to do in these videos is encourage you to find the good in each stage so that you can transcend and include those. Um, but it's natural for us to have problems with where we've come from, uh, feel regret and upset and angry and irritated and frustrated about prior stages. And therefore, we often, as we transcend, fail to include the good stuff from those stages. We fixate on the negative. Um, so tier two is not going to do that anymore. And so as we go through stage yellow, you'll see why that is. There's so many traits and aspects of, of, of stage yellow that sets up itself and future stages in a way that will no longer be able to do that. It will, uh, I, I shouldn't say be able to, of course you can still do that. And stage yellow still has bits of that because like I said, no one is just one stage. No one is just in one place. We, we are made up of a, a few different stages and a few different aspects and areas of our psyche, of our, of our worldviews, of our lives. 
Um, and so you're not going to find that you're completely yellow. Generally speaking, you're going to have bits of green still in there. You might even have bits of orange still in there. Um, and so some of those parts may really still be very easily triggered, may resent uh, future and past stages. But being stage yellow will help you in that process of growth, help you in that process of trying to avoid demonizing what is to come and demonizing what has been. Um, so stage yellow, generally speaking, is extraordinary, extraordinarily rare. Um, you're looking at probably 1% of the adult population across the globe um, would find themselves majority in stage yellow. So many people more than that may have aspects or parts of stage yellow. You yourself, as you listen, may think, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I can see parts of yellow in me. And that's probably very true, um, but uh, to be sort of 50% plus, the majority of your makeup, uh, of the way that your psyche and your worldview and your it, how it's all built, um, to be stage yellow is extraordinarily rare and you're looking at a very, very, very minute population um, as it stands. And of course, that will naturally grow and develop and expand as the years go on, as civilizations continue to grow and emerge and, and develop, and as humans, as individuals continue to grow and emerge and develop. Um, stage yellow comes about because of some of the, the limitations of green, as we discussed in the last video at stage green. Um, it comes uh, as stage green becomes self-aware of its own journey. So it becomes aware of this stage process and it becomes aware that it is itself a part of this process. It becomes aware that um, whilst it is um, able to start looking at other people in different stages and go, oh, bless them, like, you know, their, their journey is important. It also recognizes, well, I'm on a journey and my journey is equally uh, limited and flawed and biased. Um, and so stage green struggles to do that. Stage yellow, as, it, as, as stage green starts to be aware of its own inherent biases, of its own limitations and its journey not being so perfect itself, um, it starts to uh, transition to stage yellow. It emerges with an individualistic swing again. So we talked about this swing between um, the ego and the group. Um, and so, you know, at very early age, uh, early stage, we had um, tribal being very um, group, but it was so small and isolated. It was just me and my family or my, my small tribe. And then we swung to the ego where um, Red was all about itself and really passionate and narcissistic in, in its own desires and drive. Um, and then we swung back to the group at stage blue, but the, the group had grown and developed and we'd taught, we, we had taken a lot of that ego uh, with us. We had developed and grown, but we swung back to the group for and we sacrificed some of that ego for the betterment of the group. Um, but the group was still very limited. It was still uh, very small. It was my uh, city, my nation, my country, my uh, church, my faith group, my whatever, right? Mine, mine, mine. It's still in a way, uh, while it's group uh, focused, it's still very ego driven. It's still a group that looks like me. That's the key at stage blue. But then we saw this swing back to an individualistic uh, understanding and drive uh, in, in orange, where it was focusing on me again, it was like, well, what about me in this society? What about me, my desires, my drive? I could uh, grow, I could become something. And, and so we saw that starting to emerge. Um, and then we see a swing back to stage 
uh, in stage green to the group again, but the group has become global. The group is that we are all in this together. It's us, it's not we, it's us. Um, and, and, and to some degree, green fails to see a them. It's everyone is an us. Now, of course, green does have thems. Uh, we talked about that at stage green, some of its limitations and its inability to see that, um, but it still has these um, in-outs. It's very dualistic still. Um, so as we swing back to yellow, what we find is that yellow uh, focuses again on individualism. It's all about, um, it's, it's much more uh, driven. Uh, it's much more about what can I do? Uh, it's a lot more pragmatic and focused on, on, on building solutions and things. Um, but it carries that group. So like the circles within circles within circles, as, as, as we see each group building upon the, uh, each stage building upon the prior stage, we see it transcending and including. So stage yellow as it emerges and it, and it shifts its psyche to focusing on more maybe individual um, pursuits and, 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 and drives, it maintains that group perspective, that global perspective, that there is no uh, us and them, there's just an us. That kind of mentality um, maintains as we go into uh, stage yellow. But green really uh, fails and starts to emerge into stage yellow when it realizes that its ideals and its sensitive heart, its caring, its, its compassion, um, often aren't getting it what it wants, right? So it's it's doing all these uh, um, amazing things, trying to speak out against injustice, it's trying to change the world, but it's, it's not pragmatic enough, it's not individually driven enough that it can figure out systems and things to do and things to put in place that actually bring about those changes. And so that's what really drives uh, green into stage yellow. So let's look at some yellow uh, key features and traits. And from there, you're gonna start to get a much better picture of what yellow looks like. So uh, stage yellow uh, is, uh, as I said, the first stage that enters into tier two. So stage yellow is very self-aware. It's very aware of its own journey. It's very aware of how it, uh, how it sits within the spiral. It's very aware of how other people sit within the spiral um, and, and is very driven by um, that understanding. Now, to be stage yellow, you do not need to know spiral dynamics or even any kind of particular model of um, psychological development, human, human development. You don't need to have those models in place. Now, most people probably have got some level of understanding of that um, because it is massively helpful, very, very helpful in helping people get to that stage and also helping people while they're at that stage. So Stage Yellow will usually seek out and, and try and learn and, and understand these systems and these, these models um, because that is often how Stage Yellow uh, thinks. Stage Yellow is a very intellectual stage um, and so it's, it shifts from being all about experience and it focuses a lot on intellectual uh, understanding and systems. Um, now it doesn't lose its experience, it doesn't lose its emotions, um, but it does uh, start to focus on practicalities and, and, and intellect. Um, and, and often that can again be seen as a regression. Oh, you're, you're going back down to orange, you're going back into rationality, but it's all about experience. And it's not that, it's, it's, uh, it's taking another step forward. It's, it's, it's going, how do we keep moving forward? How do we keep developing these skills, developing these, these talents, um, developing the way our minds work uh, so that we can be more uh, developed, more open, more um, uh, equipped, more skilled, more talented, whatever that looks like. Um, but it, 
shifts in tier two from being in survival mode to being in being mode. Stage yellow starts to rest in where it is. Um, not that it's not trying to develop and grow, it's very, very pro that, but it's not, um, it's not trying to desperately uh, survive. Uh, we will talk a bit more about that in, in a little bit, so I'll put that to the side for now. Um, but generally speaking, the, the whole survival mentality, it ranges from eating and shelter right through to just having some nice things, looking after your family, your children. These are all survival mentalities. Um, and those mentalities are taken care of as we go through the spiral. And generally speaking, at this level, if, if for you to achieve um, stage yellow, you need to be able to have taken care of your base survival needs. You know, it's Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Um, it, to get to this point, there's so many elements that you have to kind of put in place before you can get to the stage of just being, of just resting and, and, and operating out of that rest. Um, ideas at this level are multidimensional. Every uh, perspective is partial, including your own. And so stage yellow will entertain everyone's perspective, will entertain all ideas. Um, it has to some degree um, a level of objectivity. Now, it's recognized that objectivity isn't really a thing. There is no such uh, thing as objectivity. But by doing that, by recognizing, well, there is no objectivity, um, it realizes, well, I must therefore listen to every perspective and look for what is the truth in that perspective and how can I weigh up all these truths to come closer to a multi-perspectival, multi-dimensional uh, picture of what we're looking at, which gives me the closest I can be too objective. Um, I know I'm not being objective still, I'm still piecing together many subjective views, but many subjective views is better than one subjective view. And this is the first stage that truly starts to do this, it truly starts to engage us. Green has started to do with this, where orange really failed to see this, um, but uh, yellow is the first one that really operates like this at all times, it's how it operates, how it thinks. So at stage yellow you're gonna find um, there is a lack of judgment. Uh, you know, judging whether things are right or wrong or good or bad or black and white, um, that ceases to be at stage yellow. You're not gonna find judgment, you're gonna find observation. And so someone at stage yellow is gonna come into a discussion and when people are sharing with them, they're not going to be trying to, as they're listening to that person share, they're not gonna try and evaluate, is this right, is it wrong? Uh, does that line up with facts? Does it not? That's not interesting to stage yellow at this point. They're just observing. They're listening. They're, they're trying to see everything from that other person's perspective and get their understanding, their perspective, at which point they can start weighing up all these different things later on. Um, but primarily, judgment is not a part of the, of the gameplay at stage yellow. And this is a really good way to know if you're stage yellow because most of us are still heavily steeped in judgment. And, and most of us say we aren't. I did a, I did a question on, a, on judgment on my um, Instagram a few weeks ago, a Q&A, and I said, rate on a scale of you know, zero up to 100, you know, I did a sliding scale, where zero is I judge all the time. I look at things and I think that's right, that's wrong, that's sin, that's righteous, that's good, that's bad, that's how I think. Everything is through that lens. Right through to the other end and I said, I never think. Things just, I never think, is that right? Is it wrong? Is that good? Is that bad? I never place people in boxes, label people, all of that. I never do any of that. And I had this scale. Um, and about, probably about a thousand people responded. And what's fascinating to me is the majority place themselves way along the scale. Like, 
you know, 70, 80% out of the out of the whole scale. And actually, so that was the average was way up there in the 70, 80%. And actually tons and tons of people, you know, dozens upon dozens upon dozens of people put themselves as 100%, they never judge. Um, and through our, our studying and, 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 and research in this sort of thing, uh, we can say that that is without a shadow of a doubt not true. Uh, unless there just happens to be the few people on this planet that are most enlightened people on the planet happen to be following my Instagram. And that does seem quite unlikely. Um, uh, I'm nowhere near the 70, 80%. I, I, wish, I wish I was, but I'm, I'm still working out my, uh, my desire for judgment and, and my ability to just observe. Um, and so it, it shows that while you're hearing this, you might think, well, yeah, no, I don't judge. I'm not judgmental. Um, I almost guarantee you are, okay? I almost guarantee it because like we said, about 99% of the planet is, um, and, and that's probably being generous. That's, it's probably a lot more than even that. Um, and so this is a real um, element of what it means to step into stage yellow is, is starting to let go of that judgment, which is really hard. It's a very, very, very hard thing to do. Um, but stage yellow loses its judgment. It loses its need to judge. And because of that, it loses its ability to criticize, to blame, uh, to scapegoat. Um, it, it just doesn't have the capacity to do that anymore because it's not looking for what's right, what's wrong. It's observing, it's learning, it finds everything interesting. So when someone tells you something and you think that's wrong or that's right, um, a stage yellow person will hear it and go, that's interesting. They're, they're not thinking, is it right or is it wrong? They're just going, oh, that is interesting. I have just learned something interesting about how that person perceives the world, how that person's worldview is, is built, how that person's psyche is, is established. That's what Stage Yellow is looking at. So they are, just, they are just asking themselves, oh, where are they coming from? What drives them? What's interesting to them? And, and that's a huge, huge advancement. And this is, this is what we're talking about when we talk about moving into tier two. Um, this non-judgmental, non-criticizing, uh, no longer blaming or scapegoating, but instead observing. Um, stage yellow refuses to play the game of gaining dominance and having its way seen as the only way. Now, because stage yellow looks through the spiral and looks back through its own journey and it looks upon other journeys with, with interest in observing, not judging it right or wrong, um, but just observing it, it goes, oh, wow. It's not about my way being the only way because my way being the only way when I was there would have been a terrible thing. And when I was there, it would have been a terrible thing. And when I was over there, it would be a terrible thing. And now while I'm here, who am I to think that my way being the only way while I'm here is a good thing? Because probably a few years down the line, I'll look upon where I am now and think, oh, I'm glad I didn't try and make everyone where I am. But it also recognizes the growth, the progression. It recognizes that you need to go from one to the other to the other. You know, it would never walk in. We would never go up to a toddler and try and make them a math professor at university because they haven't got that capacity. They haven't grown. They haven't developed. They've not learned maths in the right process, in the right order. They haven't developed the skills to communicate properly. Um, you know, they haven't learned the discipline to run a classroom and, and organize lectures. You know, there's a few things that they're gonna have to go through first before they get there. Um, and so Stage Yellow recognizes this and it recognizes that actually it's not about it getting its own way, it's about every person on the spiral getting what they need to help them grow and continue to develop. That's what's important. And so Stage Yellow is the first stage that wants what everyone wants. 
It doesn't want what it wants, it wants what everyone wants. So at stage orange, you want an orange president, you want an orange leader, you want an orange system of how the society works or how your business should work or how the church should look. At stage blue, well my church better look blue and the leaders better look blue and I wish the government and my country was blue and, and, and so on and so forth. And at stage green, you know, even though you've got so much more compassion and you, you understand that people are in different places, you still think, well I wish everyone was green because green is the best. Green is the best place to be. It's the most important place to be because we care about what matters and so on and so forth. Stage yellow would just go, oh, that's not what's true. Stage yellow, if stage yellow ran a church, it would say, well, who's in my church? Where are they at? Maybe I have 10 people that are at stage blue, 13 people at stage orange, five people at stage green. How will I operate in a way that helps each and every one of them and minimizes the conflict that will be natural because these people are at different stages and don't understand this kind of reality yet. They don't understand the journey. They don't understand that the different stages are not to be demonized. So what can I do? How can I help this? Um, stage yellow wants a win-win-win solution, right? Um, it wants a win solution for everyone. Um, and so that's really, really key at this stage. Um, that everyone is going to win. Stage yellow is deeply multi-perspectival. So it's always looking for those win-win-wins. It's always looking for how can I see the world through each person's lens and how can I understand their needs, their desires, what will trigger them and what will bring conflict and what will bring peace. Um, and so it's really great for Stage Yellow to be in those kind of leadership positions, to be in those kind of positions where there is conflict, where there are confrontations, because Stage Yellow is gonna do a really great job of understanding where different people are coming from. Um, it's it's multi-perspectival, so uh, think of, um, Think of, you know these uh, new cameras, I know the iPhone has now three cameras, but there was a camera camera phone a while back that had like 20 uh, cameras on it, um, and you could buy it and it would like, you know, take 20 pictures when you took a photo, and then it pieced together at those 20 pictures to make a much bigger, better, more detailed, it had the best, it had a camera for the best lighting, it had the camera for the best perspective, it had the camera for the best uh, angle or whatever, you know, I, I'm not a photographer, but it, it kind of pieced all these together to make one super photo. Or think of um, these um, satellite arrays, you know, the radio telescope, uh, telescopes, um, where they uh, take multiple pictures out into, uh, out into space, and from that they can create this huge, massive picture of, of space that we would never be able to do with one telescope. And this is what Stage Yellow is doing constantly. It's constantly looking through all these different lenses so it can build a more healthy, big picture that will benefit everyone. It's not just gonna benefit itself. And so, um, Something I'll say is that, you know, while often stage orange will think it's being stage yellow. I, I, as I said, when I was in um, going through stage yellow, uh, orange, sorry, I was saying you're going to think you're stage yellow. Now, when you're reading through these things, recognize what, what hits you and what resonates with you. But generally speaking, because this is quite individualistic, because it's quite um, intelligent, it's thought-filled, it's rational, a lot of people at stage orange are gonna think, oh, this is where I am, this is what I'm about. Now, you'll probably know that you're somewhat stage orange because when I went through the list of values and traits at stage orange, you were probably thinking, yeah, yeah, that's what life's about. Ooh, that's so good. Yes, I get it. Yes, that's what's true. That's how I think. 
Um, so you know you're probably a bit orange if you're orange, right? And I do think that most people that are watching this are gonna be at stage orange. This is the stage that most people are at as they go through deconstruction. It's the stage that most people at in society are at stage orange. Um, and definitely most of my audience are stage oranges. It's a blend between orange, blue, and uh, blue, orange, and green, but stage orange is definitely the majority of the people that are following me and watching my videos and really engaging with what I'm doing. Um, and so I, I, I say with quite a bit of confidence that you probably have a lot of orange in you um, and that there's a good chance that you are predominantly orange. And with that, I also say with confidence that you're going to want to be yellow. You think you're yellow. Um, now the key is, this is what's really key, is that orange is radically different from yellow because orange is much more selfish than yellow. It wants its own way. It isn't looking for what's best for green, for blue. Um, it wants what's best for orange. Um, and so even when it thinks it's being yellow, it's, it's, it's uh, manipulating and working systems to be beneficial to itself, not for everyone, okay? Um, yellow expresses itself, but never at the cost of anyone else. It never does that because it's deeply aware of uh, its own footprint in its relationships and the environment, right? And it learned that from green. Green, green was very good at this in, in many ways, um, but yellow takes it to a new level um, because of its self-awareness of its own capacity to, um, to be biased and, and it's very aware of other people in their journey. So yellow becomes radically, radically open-minded um, in a way that no other stage could be. Uh, and so as we see more and more open-mindedness as things go on, um, yellow becomes open-mindedness in a, in a radical way because it, it, it looks for everyone's perspective. And yellow can move freely between value systems as well. So yellow can think green and completely shut down other thoughts, other ideas, other concepts, and just, and just go, what is it like? excuse me, what is it like for this person at green? What is it like for this person at blue? And just and shut down these other ideas, these own biases, and really explore that. It can explore complex ideas, it can explore theological ideas and, and philosophies. So a funny, uh, funny example of this is, is maybe one tiny area where I would occasionally be yellow, um, a bit, maybe it's a bit orange as well, um, but I can be driving along in the car with my wife and we, we'll, we'll be chatting away and then I have an idea and I go, oh, could you imagine that the world was like this and this is how God worked and this is the theology. And what I've done is I've thrown out everything I believe. I've thrown out everything I understand about God, about faith, about everything. I've created a whole new framework of what could happen if that one idea was true. How would it reframe theology? How would it reframe life? How would it reframe everything? And Tilly, my wife sitting next to me, is having an emotional breakdown. She's freaking out because she can't disconnect that idea with all of her life, all her world, her relationships. What would that mean for her friends? What would that mean for her family? What would that mean for her? Uh, what would that mean for her church? I, I'm not thinking about any of that. I'm disconnecting and just exploring one idea. Um, and yellow does that very well. Now, orange can do that to some degree as well, okay? Um, so sometimes that's quite an orange uh, mindset as well. And um, it also can often be uh, quite a masculine trait. I don't wanna say male because uh, it, Females can do this as well, but it's, it's generally on the scale of masculine feminine traits. Uh, it can be people that tend to lean more to the masculine uh, uh, qualities uh, and values. Um, they tend to be able to explore this kind of thing a lot more as well. Um, yellow believes in taking small actions to make big impact, okay? Uh, yellow is a deeply efficient uh, beast 
it, it understands that it can take a step back and not be trying to do something huge to try and make a tiny impact to try and change things but instead it can take a step back it can look at how things work it can look at it from all the different angles all different perspectives and because of its deep keen understanding it can just make a tiny change and it has a huge effect on the whole system and this is because yellow is a deep systems thinker um, if you haven't studied systems thinking, uh, I'd encourage you to do that. It's actually a really great way to start uh, thinking with more of a yellow perspective. It might even be pushing you into yellow to do so. So systems thinking is a great um, thing to explore. Um, uh, I can definitely recommend some books. If you, if you want, leave a comment uh, below and I'll, I'll, I'll definitely hook you up with some uh, recommendations. Um, but but it's, it's thinking big picture. It's thinking about how do these things work. And so where... Um, where green might um, uh, might go on the rampage and try and take down a system, uh, yellow tries to understand the system and figure out what could we do, what little thing can I do to totally radically change this. Um, and so it's much more pragmatic, it's much more um, interested in the nuance of how things work so it can it can pinpoint that and hit and make change. Um, yellow is, um, is deeply aware of its self-bias and also to some degree aware of its self-deception or at least its ability to be self-deceived. And so um, yellow understands it can be deceived and just because of that it becomes less likely to be deceived or it becomes aware of its deception more quickly because when it's having conversations with people it will value their input. It won't judge it as right or wrong which typically we do when people are confronting us, when people are saying, hey, Phil, you're being really horrible today or you're really annoying or I think you're totally wrong about this. Generally speaking, at the other stages in tier one, we're going to shut down. We're going we're gonna to put um, you know, earplugs in. We're going to put blinkers on. We're not going to see and hear that. And we're going to try and defend ourselves and we're going to try and twist what they've said so that we don't really get challenged on the way we've deceived ourselves or the bias that we have looking at something. Because yellow is interested in every perspective, including every perspective of itself, and it opens itself up in a way that makes it very hard for it to live in a deceived place or a particularly biased place that it is not aware of. Um, and so that's a huge benefit to stage yellow. Um, it looks merely beyond human interests. Um, and so uh, yellow, uh, like green, is starting to look way beyond human interests. It cares about animals, it cares about the planet, it cares about the universe, it's, it's thinking big picture. It's, it's trying to explore, well, what impacts can we make in this world, in this universe? How, how are we impacting these different things? And how can we impact, make sure that impact is positive? Um, yellow is very driven and very focused. If you thought that orange was driven and focused, um, yellow takes us to a whole new direction. But it, because it has the softness that green brought it, right? So green softened up orange, where orange was driven and focused in a very selfish way, in a way that might harm other people. Yellow loses that capacity to harm people as much. Uh, it still probably can harm people, of course, especially if you're not fully yellow, which, you know, of course, none of us are ever really fully one color. Um, so it still can do this, but it becomes a lot less likely. Um, but its focus and its drive is, 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 is renewed in new ways because of its capacity for all these new skills of seeing things in new ways and being a systems thinker. It can be driven and, 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 and focused in a completely new way that Orange couldn't. Um, it starts to recognize, and so this is quite interesting, and, and you'll see a lot of, this is where some uh, different uh, models uh, of, of, of human development start to diverge and, and split a little bit. There might be a bit more nuance and breaking down of, of different tiers. Um, but 
at our, our different stages, sorry. But at this stage, we start at yellow to recognize the importance of consciousness and spirituality. And so while we were seeing that curve, that spirituality dropping from purple really high, coming down through red and blue, and then bottoming out at orange, and then coming back up at green, at stage yellow, we see really more and more openness to spirituality. Now, yellow at times can still be a bit too much in its head, um, that it, it, it still isn't fully um, moving into truly spiritual work where it starts to look at transpersonal reality and, um, and, and real um, spirituality that goes beyond itself. Um, it, it is, it's, it's starting to go a bit deeper than the green goes it, because again, it's starting to look at um, a lot of the things that green introduces, it introduced with kind of a shotgun approach. It kind of accepted everything. And, and while it, it included a lot of post-rational stuff, it, it, and it was more able to discern between post and pre-rational stuff than uh, purple and, 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 and red uh, and blue, um, because they were all pre-rational. Um, it, it was able to discern more. It still accepted a lot of stuff that wasn't very um, spiritual itself. It was maybe more rooted in kind of um, non-understanding or, or the mystical and just accepted because it was quite spiritual, because it was quite ooh. Um, but yellow, but now it's, um, it's got a greater capacity to um, perceive things from different perspectives, from different angles. It now um, is able to uh, draw more out of that spiritually, draw, draw more true post-rational spirituality out of these things and experience that um, more. But it can get really stuck in its head stage yellow. So it's, it's, it's still got room to grow, room to, room to move. Um, and so, yeah, a bit of a dynamic there. It starts to see the limitations. So yellow, this is a key difference between yellow and orange, is it starts to see the limitations of a lot of the isms of orange. Now, green is a big uh, no-no in a lot of these things anyway. So it, this is a large part of coming through green, but yellow won't reintroduce a lot of the errors of orange. Um, so often when we, when we go through the stages, we'll, we'll maybe pick up a few of the, of the traits that we left behind um, two stages ago because we've swung back to maybe individualism, we've swung back to maybe a group kind of perspective. Um, but yellow doesn't do that because its ability to discern between what were the good things of that stage and what were the negative things of that stage. And so um, it, it recognizes the limitations of some of the isms of orange. So things like libertarianism and pragmatism, uh, behaviorism, reductionism. Now, none of, these are not wrong or bad. They are just limited. Okay, so limitations of these isms. I'm not saying that uh, libertarianism is bad or wrong. I'm saying it's limited. And so as we progress, as we go through the spiral, we're going to see, oh yeah, there's limits to that. That's not actually able to fully do all that we need to do as humans. It's not really able to do everything we need to do as society, as structures. And so while it was very helpful at stage orange and it really helped a lot of people grow, at stage green, we started to see those limitations. At yellow, we managed to transcend some of those and include some of those, but we see their limitations. And so we start to like go, oh, let's have a look at this more nuance. Let's have a look at this as a systems thinking approach. Um, so things like behaviorism, reductionism, rationalism, materialism, capitalism, scientism, all these kind of orange mentalities. Um, we'll see some of that stuff being introduced potentially again, but we'll see um, a deep discernment of what the limitations are of those. And we will not see them accepted wholeheartedly as religions. 
you know, where Stage Orange can really embrace scientism, where if a scientist says it, it's true, I accept it. I'm not going to remotely accept that there can be bias or deception in play or any other uh, alternative input uh, or alternative uh, factors in there, uh, ulterior motives. Um, that's, that's something that Stage Yellow will be very aware of. And so it will renew its desire to, to see things line up to science and, and be weighed up in science, but it will also have that awareness of the biases of, 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 of other interests, of different things like that. Same with rationalism or libertarianism or reductionism, all these, all these isms that Stage Orange loved. Um, now, um, where Stage Orange was too selfish, and stage green was too self-sacrificial. Yellow, because it's transcended and learns to include more effectively, finds a very healthy balance between this. And so stage yellow um, to a stage green person might be perceived as being a bit selfish. And to a stage uh, orange person, they're gonna be seen as uh, they're a bit too self-sacrificial, a bit too liberal. Um, they actually are starting to find a very healthy balance between the two. Now, they've probably not arrived, they're not perfect in any way, but they're certainly much more healthy and better um, equipped to, uh, to do what they need to do than stage orange or green was for them, right? So they've developed and they've grown and they've realized that there's limitations in each of those stages for them to be able to fulfill what they need to fulfill, for them to be what they need to be. Um, at stage yellow, now this is quite controversial, um, but there is a truth to every perspective. At stage yellow, it will look at every single perspective and go, okay, there's some truth to this. There's something to be learned. There's some dynamic at which I can look at from the right angle and I can pull something away. So someone at stage yellow will look at the most abhorrent things in history as well as the best things. It will look at wonderful um, times in history and go, wow, how can we learn to apply that to our society? But it will also look at the worst of times and it will look at that and go, oh, how can we avoid some of these pitfalls? But it might also go, and what were the right things, right? So only someone at stage yellow is going to look, now, that's not true, I should preface this, someone that is very supportive of maybe like the Nazis or something might look at the Nazis and go, how were they right? But stage yellow will actually look at the Nazis and go, well, that was a bad thing, okay, that was, that was wrong, yeah, I agree, um, without necessarily needing to judge too much, but like going, yeah, no, no, I wouldn't recommend that system or course of action in any way, shape or form. I don't think it was a, a, a good, healthy thing. However, what was going on there? What were some of the truths that were going on? And it might look at some of that and it might go, oh wow, the Nazis were seeing that there were some limitations in their government and they wanted to see uh, how they could transcend that, how they could move beyond that. Oh, interesting, that's very interesting. There's probably some truth to that. The Nazis might have uh, looked at going, oh wow, there's some limitations to our, our, um, our medicine. How can we improve upon this? Now the Nazis then did horrific and abhorrent things. Um, to, to get to those places, right? So they, they tried to take over the world to become a better society. They, they tortured and, and experimented on people to try and improve their medicine. So that's not right, but there was some truth that they were finding of limitations. There was some truth from their perspectives. And so how can we, uh, and, and this is because yellow is non-judgmental. It can, it, it can take a step back and go, I'm not gonna focus on what's right or wrong right now. I'm gonna take a step back and go, What's going on in here? And is there any truths that I can look at that will potentially make me a more healthy, well-rounded person? Um, and then it can like weigh up and go, okay, yeah, but I'm not gonna do that. That's, that's not good. That's not healthy. That's not right. Um, it's really important that we see uh, that stage yellow is is able to discern things that are not uh, not healthy and not good. Uh, at stage green, we saw this, this uh, problem at stage green was that it couldn't, 
uh, it couldn't have anything be wrong. It couldn't, it couldn't ever say, well, they're wrong. Um, you know, at stage yellow, it's able to look at all these world religions and value each of these world religions and even look into those world religions and go, okay, what are the truths in that? But they can also then go in and say, yeah, but it's not true. Ultimately, that's not working out. Or ultimately, I don't want to do that. Right, and so it's it's able to um, have the discernment as well, and, and the ability to weigh that up. It's it's transcended from green, and it has the ability to do that. So it can look at something horrific, terrible, like Genghis Khan's, uh, you know, destruction of you know twenty five percent of the earth roughly was taken out by Genghis Khan. Um, but they can also look at it and go, wow, that was an incredible time for civilization and how it grew and how it developed. Now, why did it grow and develop in that way? It was was it just because of all these horrible things, or can we? understand some of what was happening and actually replicate the good elements, the, the healthy elements that might have been in there, so we could also see certain types of change. And, and so it's, it's looking in there with nuance, and then it takes a step back and goes, okay, now what is healthy, what's not healthy, what's good, what's bad? Okay, well, let's put all that stuff that's not healthy to the side, let's take the healthy stuff, and now we can integrate some of those truths. And so something deeply, deeply complex and, and very nuanced and very controversial, because before stage yellow, people thought very dualistically, very black and white, very good, bad, right, wrong. And so all that can be seen is, well, was this right? Is it wrong? Um, who's the good guy? Who's the bad guy? Um, you know, so how someone at earlier stages might look at something like the World War II, they might look at it and go, well, obviously, Germany, bad guys, UK, good guys. Uh, Germany were killing Jews, UK came in and rescued the Jews. I know the UK wasn't alone there, it was you know, the America and it was France and there was other allies involved, but you know, for simplicity. But we forget to say, oh, well actually the UK actually hated Jews. And actually we had exiled a lot of Jews and a lot of the Jews that were in concentration camps in Germany had ultimately, uh, some of them had come from the UK because they were exiled. Um, and actually we didn't go into war at all to save people from concentration camps. That was something that happened because we went to war and we, we won the war, that we set people free from concentration camps, but it isn't why we went in. And, 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 and it takes yellow to look at all this and go, oh yeah, we're, we're not particularly great in that area. We're not like the savior of the Jews here. We're, we're, we were pretty terrible as well. And um, it doesn't think so black and white, right? Now it does go, well, yeah, but it's a good thing we de defeated Hitler and, and Germany because that system was deeply repressive and they were torturing and, and they were doing all this horrible stuff at concentration camps and all that was terrible. Um, but it recognizes, well, yeah, but Britain had set up concentration camps in South Africa a few decades earlier. They came up with the idea of concentration camps and they were doing it in other nations. And we weren't suddenly trying to rescue those people because we were the ones doing it. Um, and so it starts to look at things more nuanced. It's not just my group versus that group. Um, it's, well, actually it's everyone, and can we look at who's doing things well, and how are people doing things well that we disagree with, um, and how are we, the good guys, doing things poorly, and can we change some of that? It's very nuanced, it's very multi-perspectival, it's very lacking in judgment, um, but deeply discerning. Um, so it, it does look for the truth in every perspective. Um, you may still have problems with that. I tried to cover that from a few different angles and a few different ways, a few different examples of quite extreme examples, but hopefully you can understand that I'm not saying go Nazis or, you know, concentration camps are good. Of course I'm not, right? You know, obviously I'm not. Um, but, but I'm saying that Stage Yellow will look at that and go, wow, what can we learn from this? What, what are the important truths in here? Um, and can we learn truths from the other side of things? What was going on in that? Um, that's a very stage yellow approach um, and great truth and wisdom can be pulled out of that that we would normally miss because we cannot really entertain those kind of conversations in that kind of perspective. 
Um, Yale is focused on uh, designing integrated and open systems. And so Yellow wants systems that work for everyone. Yellow wants to build systems that work for every stage, at every stage, for every stage. Um, and Yellow wants its systems to be open, right? So someone at stage Yellow is gonna design something and then go, here you go, it's for everyone. Whoever will benefit from this can use it. I'm not gonna, um, you know, it, there's no problem with making money. Yellow is not against making money and Yellow will, will often be very, very good business people but they will try and open the system up for to help people. So a great example of this might be Elon Musk, who is largely quite orange, uh, maybe a little bit of green, but has some yellow ideas um, in the sense of something like his open source uh, uh, blueprints and, 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 and data for a lot of his systems. So he comes up with a great electric car and says, actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give out the data on how I make this electric car to all other car companies so they can try and make great electric cars. And so I know I'm gonna make money doing mine, but I actually want you to be competition and maybe even I'm gonna lose some money and you're gonna make some money because of this arrangement, but more electric cars will be out there. And that's a good thing in general for everyone. And that's a very yellow perspective. It's not focused on solely how do I make the most money at the expense of the most people? Um, how do I uh, crush as many people that are competitors? That's not the mentality of yellow. Um, so great example of, of quite yellow thinking from Elon um, who might not be fully uh, very yellow uh, himself. Uh, it sees life as, as like a kaleidoscope, stage yellow. It sees um, all the natural hierarchies, the systems, the flows, and, and it can see how they all kind of work together. Um, stage yellow are often uh, you know, seen as the informational elites. Um, they, they're seen as people that, um, that are uh, you know, sitting back and, and kind of building all the structures and the ideas. Um, they're very caring from stage green, but they're deeply realistic, okay? And so stage yellow hasn't lost its care and its desire and its, its passion for you know, the, the, the environment, its passion for people, for equality, but it's so pragmatic and realistic that that might be softened somewhat or it might not seem as obvious um, anymore. Um, and so you need to be aware that there's going to be a a swing a little bit as we come out of green that might look less caring, less compassionate, but it's actually because it's compassion um, wants to make an effect. It's, it's care for, say, the environment, um, realizes that, well, actually having lots of environmental protests as important and helpful as they can be, it's not actually making the change that going into some of these big companies that are making huge impact on the environment, going into those companies and building new systems that make them more effective, make them make more money, but actually do it in a less destructive way, that's a huge impact because they'll do that. They're driven, they're stage orange. A lot of these companies are stage orange and all they care about is making more profit, right? So actually, if I can figure out how to help them make more profit while doing it in a way that is better for the environment, well, they'll win because they care about the more profit. And I'll win because I care about developing a system that is helping everyone, everything. Um, and so that's the way that stage yellow thinks. Whereas a stage green person is gonna be um, a lot more, um, they're gonna let their compassion, their care, their empathy drive them in a way that probably can't take a step back and sit and think, how could I work with the enemy, for the enemy? They're gonna see them as the enemy. So they're gonna try and fight against them. They're gonna try and beat them up. They're gonna try and get them to make decisions they don't wanna make. They're gonna try and get government to force them to, to change because of regulations and some of that stuff can be good and some of that stuff can work but actually stage yellow goes how can i actually make this look like the best thing that's ever happened for stage orange company right 
Um, and that's a stage yellow way of thinking because it's thinking, oh, stage green's gonna want this, stage uh, orange wants this, I want something myself as, as, as a biased human. Um, how can I come in and make some sort of system that works for everyone? This is how stage yellow thinks and this can have huge impacts in every area of society, especially in our faith. Um, it's interested in how other people think, like I said, rather than criticizing and judging. Um, it's non-ideological, but highly principled. Okay, so it's not gonna be driven by ideologies. It's not gonna um, be um, so idealistic that it's gonna be turned into like a, a militant person. So a prime example is stage yellow might move into being a vegan for whatever reason. It might look at different systems. It might see how it affects the planet. It might care about how animals are treated. It might just see it as a better way to eat. Excuse me, oh, bless me. Um, <laughs> uh, it, it might care deeply about a lot of things um, and choose to be a vegan. Now, when stage green becomes a vegan, stage green being vegan sees it as the right thing to do. This is the way the world is. It's destroying the world not to be a vegan. You're a bad person if you're not a vegan. And I'm gonna tell you that you're a bad person if you're not a vegan. I'm gonna point out that you shouldn't eat meat. I'm gonna do all these things, right? I'm gonna throw paint on your fur jacket. I'm gonna do X, Y, and Z. Now, yellow is not gonna do that at all. Yellow is gonna be, choose to be a vegan because it believes that's the best thing. And I'm not saying anything about veganism here. I'm just saying these two perspectives might exist within yellow and uh, green. There's plenty of green people that aren't vegans, there's plenty of yellow people that aren't vegans. Um, but yellow is gonna choose to make that choice. It's probably not gonna buy a fur jacket. It's probably not gonna um, buy a steak. It's gonna buy you know some uh, uh, veggie alternative or, or something like that. Um, but yellow is going to try and figure out, well, how can I help other people um, shift into these situations? I'm gonna try and create systems for that to happen. I'm gonna try and create dynamic um, uh, things. So I'm gonna come up with a company that um, can create burgers that taste exactly the same but are based on beans or soy or something like that. Or maybe I'm gonna try and uh, use science to grow meat in, um, in, a, in, a, in a lab, right? And can we do that? And so people that want meat get meat, but actually we're not having to farm meat. We're not having to torture animals. We're not having to create as much um, waste and, and excess that's destroying the environment or whatever. These are sort of things that Stage Yellow is gonna think. It's not gonna become militant against people, but instead it's gonna put systems in play. It's gonna become um, very uh, rational. So it's, it is principled, it does have principles, but it's not going to become ideological in that way, right? Um, it's not going to become a, a kind of eco-warrior, it's not gonna become a, a militant person. That's gonna to start to die off uh, as we see green shift into yellow. Um, and so that's a, a really interesting dynamic because it will actually bring about great change and green will love that, but so will potentially orange because I can make loads of money growing meat in a factory and, and make money off of all these green people, right? Or I can make, uh, uh, you know, whatever, system in play, but, but different stages are gonna love what, our, what, what yellow comes up with because it's thinking about each stage. It's thinking how to get people at every stage on board with these things. Um, yellow has a deep ethical core, but it's not typically from a religious uh, background. It's not building its ethics over um, re religiosity, but rather it tends to build its ethical core from its own inner wisdom and its own life experiences based on the multiple perspectives it feeds on. 
Um, and so that means that it tends to prioritize uh, understanding all worldviews. So it looks at every worldview, it looks at every faith, and it goes, well, where are they coming from? How can I learn from this? How can I build um, an ethical framework that works for all? Because when we start to look at things and we start to become yellow, we start to realize that a lot of our ethics aren't actually these um, ultimate truths that work for every society, that work in every context. Actually, there's some things that are very biased in our ethics. They, they only work for us, or they only benefit us, or they might harm other people. Um, and so Stage Yellow starts to care about that and starts to want a more refined, more pure ethics. Um, it prioritizes understanding every uh, every faith, every ethical uh, framework. It cares about the different philosophical perspectives of, of ethics, um, and it's constantly wanting to feed and develop. It's, it's, it can be a very information-driven stage, okay? And that can be that can be actually one of the negative elements of this. So, so um, be beware of that. But as I said, generally speaking, when you're looking at later stages, trying to focus on the negative elements. There's plenty of negative elements of all the stages, but focus on the positive ones and how they might bring solutions to your stage. Um, help you develop and grow. Few ideas are sacred to Stage Yellow. So at Stage Yellow, every idea, every concept, every belief is subject to evolving, is subject to changing. Um, they, they're not deeply rooted in, uh, well, we've always believed that or we proved that 10 years ago or 100 years ago, so we're not gonna touch that. No, Stage Yellow will always be willing to rip up a belief and throw it away. Um, that's a very, uh, uh, core value of Stage Yellow. It doesn't hold to tradition, it doesn't hold to sacred ideas or sacred beliefs. No, everything is 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 up for debate. We are constantly trying to pursue truth uh, at Stage Yellow. That's a real key uh, component. Um, it sees social and political issues as deeply complex and nuanced. So someone at Stage Yellow, so what we talked about maybe like in America, we can look at the, the divide is quite, um, uh, quite polarized in, in a, in a dualistic way uh, with Republicans and Democrats. And I know you've got independents, I know there's a bit more to it, but generally speaking, we've got this, we've got this group on here on the left and we've got the group on the right. Um, and so you've got, generally speaking, a blue-orange mix fighting against a orange-green mix and they're constantly fighting. But what they fail to see is often they're fighting uh, about the same things, that they're not able to fully bring about the change that they need to um, because they're not looking at complexity, at, at nuances. And so maybe, for example, you might look at the voting base. So what do um, what are the main five points, three points, maybe even one point that people vote on? People vote over one issue and they fail to see that politics is, you know, a, a single uh, person might have a hundred thousand different uh, policies that they have to work out uh, in their career. Um, and so it's deeply nuanced, deeply complex, even a individual policy. So, um, you know, someone that is uh, leaning orange green or is fully green will typically vote for a Democrat. And maybe we look at something like abortion and they will go, well, we're just gonna vote pro uh, choice because we think that people should have choice. Now someone at uh, stage blue or, or early stage orange with that kind of orange blue mix will generally vote Republican and they will go well, we just need to have pro-life. It's important that life is saved. Now someone at stage yellow is going to go well you're being far too black and white here. There's a lot of complexity because actually there's dozens of policies at play that affect this. So yeah, there's the, the, the ultimate principle of will we let someone get an abortion? Well, that's, that's one element, but that can even be broken down. Well, what context 
can people get an abortion? Or at what stage can people get an abortion? And then there's a whole nother level again of like, well, can we stop people needing to get abortions by teaching them how not to get pregnant? Now, what's interesting is at the, at the earlier stages of, of blue and orange, right, this pro-life stage will often employ other uh, ideologies that they fail to see are working against them. So they will fight against sex education because they're very puritanical at stage blue. They don't want sex education in school. But actually it's been proven that when you give kids sex education, they tend to start having sex two years later. On average, of course, so you know, it's not like on the day, you know, oh, it's two years is up, off you go and have sex now. But kids that get sex education tend to have sex two years later than kids that have no sex education or abstinence only sex education. And so what's fascinating is you tell kids don't have sex, they have it two years earlier, then you tell kids it's okay to have sex, but here's how it works. Here's why it's important. Here's what's behind it. Here's why you should be aware of what can happen. Here's uh, what you know sexual diseases mean and what that looks like and how you can be protected. And here's how pregnancy works and how not to get pregnant. Um, whereas at the other stage where they're fighting against people getting abortions, more people are getting unwanted pregnancies, leading to more people wanting an abortion. Um, whereas at the other stage, they're fighting for uh, allowing people to have an abortion. So whether you agree with this final point of whether people should have an abortion or not, there's actually a lot of other things below the surface of, well, what do we think about sex education? What do we think about providing contraception? What do we think about creating a safe space for people to come, teenagers to come and, and talk to someone about sex and understand it and talk to people about their relationships? Like, is that something we can do? Because generally speaking, those that are creating room for an abortion to happen are doing a lot of those other things very well. Um, so Stage Yellow will look at these different dynamics and might even have a position of going, well, no, I don't want to uh, see people have abortions, but I would like to see people having um, a much more complex and nuanced education. And, and maybe actually with that abortion issue, I can see a couple of complex nuances where I'm like, okay, if the mother and child are going to die, um, it, maybe it is worth saving the mother if the, only the mother can be saved. Uh, so there was a case in Ireland a few years ago that ultimately led to abortion being legalized uh, in Ireland, where it was illegal for the doctors to save the mother's life because it would mean they had to abort the baby. Um, now, of course, that's not a common case scenario where it always happens or anything like that. But in that case, the mother died because they weren't allowed to abort the baby. And of course the baby died because that was a foregone conclusion. It was 100% sure the baby was going to die. And so again, complex nuance where someone at stage yellow would go, well, it's not good, but it's better of two terrible situations. So maybe in that scenario, I would allow an abortion. So stage yellow is gonna look at all these different complex nuances um, and, and be a lot more uh, nuanced about how it establishes things like policies or uh, seeing political issues and social uh, issues, okay? So that's a, a very healthy progression to be able to look at these things in more, in more of a nuanced way and not be so black and white, which can often just lead to not much helpful change, not much helpful uh, progression at times. It integrates science, it integrates spirituality, and it integrates personal development. And so it looks at a lot of these um, elements and it starts to piece them together. So it looks at things like spirituality and it goes, well, these spiritual truths, how can we look at them scientifically? Or this scientific truth, is there some spiritual dimension going on? What's going on in there? And so you start to see things like quantum physics and quantum mechanics. Um, you'll see a lot of experts in those fields 
can often become quite spiritual because the science that they're doing, um, it, 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 it is beyond their understanding. They, they don't have a grasp on what's going on and it can seem quite, there's something much deeper going on here. And this is where stage green starts to explore some uh, spiritual elements in its science. But stage yellow starts to integrate these and it starts to go, oh, well, some of this exploration I've done at stage green, I can reintroduce this into the science. I can re-approach uh, science with an understanding here. Um, we're starting to see some great literature uh, start coming out that looks at um, uh, integrating some of these topics. Um, people's judgments. So it's not only that stage yellow doesn't judge, but it looks upon things and observes things, but actually other people's judgments, um, they cease to be, um, they cease to hurt, they cease to harm, but they become interesting. So when someone says something terrible or awful about you, um, it doesn't hurt you in the same way. Instead, you look upon it and you observe it and you go, oh, that's your perspective of me. Oh, that's interesting. Wow, that tells me a lot about you. But it also maybe gives me some insight into me and how I'm coming across to different people. I should look at that. I should maybe try and change some of that so that I'm not coming across so hurtful to the person that's in your place, that's in, in your uh, stage of life. Um, so that's gonna be a really um, interesting dynamic at stage yellow as well, is how we, how we receive criticism and, and, and feedback and, and attack. Um, even the bad stuff in life, like I said, with the kind of crazy examples of like, you know, the worst things in life, like something like, um, you know, the Nazis or something like that, like really bad, that can have uh, some element of value. We can redeem some element of that by learning, by growing, by developing. But in the same way, people giving us really unhelpful feedback, giving us feedback in poor ways, being angry, being negative, being aggressive, that can have value if we allow ourselves not to be hurt, not to be offended and go, Oh, interesting, fascinating. Let me explore that a bit more. Let me look at that a bit more. Um, it also sees, so this is where yellow distinguishes itself from green in this as well, that not all systems are equal or correct despite being truth in each and every system. So there's truth and value uh, to some degree in every system. There's truth and value in every perspective, but not every perspective is equal, right? So it goes, oh, there's maybe some truth to, uh, to the way that Nazi Germany operated their, their nation at that time. Uh, or there's maybe some value to some of that. Let's look at that. But it's not equal to how we're doing our society even now. So, you know, I, I'm not going to put it on par. Whereas Green struggles with this dynamic of like, well, uh, mm, I don't know how to uh, say that that particular society over there, that, that, that little tribe in Papua New Guinea, um, well, their culture is their culture and it's valuable, but it struggles to critique some of the elements that, that uh, it has, even though it's abhorrence to green. Um, green is left in this awkward place where it can't speak out against uh, a tribe that when people get old enough that they can no longer participate in society, they throw them in the river to go down the river and die. Um, green would hate that kind of in inequality, but at the same time, it will not allow itself to speak so negatively of another culture that it doesn't fully understand, you know? And so it's gonna find itself in this real tension. Now, yellow is gonna look at that culture and go, oh, that's a really interesting value that they have. Can I find value in that? Can I find truth in that society? But at the same time, they're gonna go, yeah, but we're not throwing old people in rivers. That's insane. That's really not healthy. That's not good. And so. Um, yellow is able to start to see that not everything is equal or correct despite it having some truth or value in it, 
okay? So please don't misunderstand when I say there's truth or value in things that I'm saying they're correct or that they are uh, equal to something else, okay? So that's how yellow would start to see things. It would see things as having truth and value, but it wouldn't necessarily see things equally. There is, there is some level of things being better or worse than another. Um, and that's something that is really um, very real to yellow. It is able to discern what is better or worse, what will make better systems, what will benefit the spiral more than uh, other things. So it might look at a blue perspective and go, what's the value and truth in that? It might look at a green perspective and go, what's the value and truth in that? But they're not necessarily equal. It will go, well, actually that green uh, uh, world system, it is operating better than blue. It's not perfect though. So what can we take from some of the blue and some of the screen and maybe some other different positions and maybe something that I've come up with and can we blend this all together to make the best system that we know of just now. Um, so everything is evolving, everything is changing. Um, it's deeply adaptable, you stage yellow. It's constantly able to change and adapt. Um, it sees common threads everywhere, right? So common threads jump out to someone at stage yellow. They're looking around and they're going, oh yeah, that is in that, but it's also over here in this. How can we weave these together? How can we integrate these systems? Um, it's also able to hold completely contradictory concepts at the same time. Um, so it's, uh, while Green started to explore paradox and accepted that, uh, well, that culture, that's true for them, and this culture is true for them, but they're not the same, and I don't really, and it kind of gives a, a problem where it's picking what's right, what's wrong. Um, Stage Yellow can accept that, well, actually, sometimes there's these paradoxical truths that we just have to hold. Um, and so it will, this is a great example, again, of quantum mechanics and things like that, where something is true, but it's also not true. Uh, where a, a, a particle, a quark, is, uh, is everywhere at once, but it's anywhere we look. So it, it, it's, it's nowhere and everywhere. <laughs> It's in one place, but it's in every place. It, and and these, these things are completely uh, incongruent with each other. And yet someone at stage yellow looks at it and goes, okay, yeah, okay, I can work with that. Um, and someone at an earlier stage is gonna really struggle with this. So this is where the people at stage orange, these scientists at stage orange are starting to shift into stage green because it's just blowing their mind and it doesn't work with their rationality and their reductionism. They can't figure it out. Um, it's really struggling, it's a struggle for them. Um, Stage Yellow has a lot more behavioral freedom um, because it's uh, developing its own uh, specific ethics. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not saying that in the sense of it just picks and chooses what it likes, um, but it is slowly adapting and evolving what it believes to be ethical and, 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 and correct and moral. Um, and it's developing that from looking at all these perspectives, all these different positions. So it's getting a more quote unquote objective uh, ethic, uh, a more quote unquote objective uh, morality. Um, it automatically is becoming more and more free than people that are just having handed to them a subjective concept of what's right and wrong based on, oh, this one scripture we have, or this, uh, this God that said this, or this king who said this, or this government that's decided this. Um, stage yellow is gonna find itself a lot more free to make certain behavioral choices. Um, systems created by yellow are generally created to grow and blossom as well. So yellow rarely will make a system that's gonna stay static because yellow uh, embraces the concept of constant evolution and growth and change. It's gonna try and create systems that are going to continue to change and adapt and grow. Um, yellow can distinguish between the minutia and the big picture. 
um, and, and, and it's um, able to value each for their own benefit. So like I said, it can make these tiny uh, little changes that have huge impact. Um, but often, generally speaking, uh, at different stages or before yellow, people get obsessed and bogged down with the minutia and they think that's the big picture. Or uh, they get obsessed uh, yeah, no, probably not or, so let's let's put it aside, but they get obsessed with these minutiae, these little points, and treat it as big picture, right? And so in the leading of an entire government, you could, you could choose the leader of an entire government based on his policy of will he allow a gay person to marry or will he not allow a gay person to marry? And both groups might vote on that one issue uh, if there's two sides to, uh, to that voting uh, populace. They might vote on that, but what's their... What's, you know, there's a lot more to running a country than whether a certain tiny subset of that society is allowed to marry or not. Now, I'm not saying that's not an important issue. It is a important issue. I think there's great importance to that issue. However, it is a minutia in the grand scheme of running a nation, you know, in a, in a huge world that's multinationality, globalist uh, world. There's a lot going on. Uh, and to vote on one thing as though that's the only thing um, is, is deeply uh, flawed in, in many, many ways. And so yellow is going to be able to distinguish clearly from minutia to big picture. It's going to make big picture decisions. Um, but it can manipulate the minutia to make a big picture um, impact, to change the big picture. Uh, every experience for yellow is a learning opportunity. Um, and so everything that it experiences, everything that is said to it, everything it witnesses, it sees, is going to shape and change yellow. It's going to impact yellow because yellow is constantly observing. Now, there's lots of people at different stages that will, will change through their experiences and, and things that are said to them. But a lot of the time at the earlier stages, we are so um, blinded by our own desires, by our own ego, by our own selfishness, by our group way of thinking, whatever it is, it depends at different stages. And we cannot be changed by our circumstances. We cannot be changed by people saying something because we've become blind to it. We're, we're shut off from it. Yellow is radically open to these uh, experiences and these inputs. And so yellow is constantly being shaped and changed um, because it sees everything as a learning opportunity. Um, yellow is very good at resolving paradoxes because it's able to hold these different paradoxes. It's able to start merging these paradoxes and, and coming to and, and decide and building systems and building theories that start to uh, resolve paradoxes. But it also means that it's able to um, resolve uh, paradoxical beliefs and ideologies and, and political positions, right? So it will look at something that is very problematic, maybe a, a Republican versus Democrat issue on politics. A yellow will look at that and go, how can I resolve this paradox, right? So I've got a group that uh, wants to have pro-life and I have a group that's pro-choice. How can I resolve this paradox? Because you can't make both these groups happy. But Yellow is going to sit there and it's going to think about systems. It's going to think about different ways to approach this that both groups are going to be more likely to work together than they were without Yellow's input. Um, and so that's a, an extreme example where, you know, there just doesn't seem to be a, 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 an opportunity for uh, the groups to work together. But Yellow is very, very good at exploring that and creating some opportunities for that. Um, it's very able to facilitate people moving up the spiral and growing. Because yellow is aware of where people are and is a very good judge of where people are because it's not judging, it's just observing, 
Uh, it is also very good at knowing, well, what can I do and how can I help that person move up the spiral? Especially because it doesn't desire people to get to its stage. It desires people to get to the next stage. It desires people to be growing in their stage. And so it sees every stage as legitimate. So a good way to know if you're yellow or not is can you look at someone that's at stage red and go, that's okay, that's okay. It might not be the, the best thing uh, objectively, but it's the best thing for them right now. It's, it, it's where they are and it's where they need to be to grow. Uh, can you look at someone at stage blue when you're stage green and think, that's okay. Can you look at someone at stage green when you're stage orange and go, that's okay. Generally speaking, the answer is no. That's a very hard thing for people to do until they're at stage yellow. But stage yellow will look at these different stages and see them as legitimate stages, legitimate processes. Um, they're very able to talk and interact with people at these different stages. They're able to work with them and, and engage with them and help them grow. Uh, it helps others do that. It builds systems that benefit them. It's, it's all about trying to help people uh, grow up the spiral to the next stage, whereas every other stage before that was all about getting other stages to be like them, whether it's moving down the spiral or up the spiral to be like them, that was its goal. Um, yellow is very non-reactive, okay? So yellow is not gonna be someone that, that um, jumps to conclusions, it's not gonna be someone that jumps down people's throats when they give them criticism, it's not gonna get defensive, it's not gonna get aggressive. Um, it's going to be constantly observing and, and, and mulling over and interpreting and, and considering. And so it's a non-reactive stage as well. It's, it's, you're not gonna get a rise out of yellow very easily. Um, it sees um, each stage, sorry, just thinking about the stages again as well. It sees each stage as, um, as, as the best system for the person. It might see the next stage as the best, um, the best stage for that person possible. Um, so it's not looking at blue and going, oh, the best stage for that person possible is green. No, the best stage for that possible possible is orange. It's just the, the next stage is the best possible stage for that person. Now, once it gets to orange, it's going, oh, the best possible stage for you is green. So it's constantly put, moving the carrot a little forward, but it's not putting the carrot so far in the future it can't be seen. Um, or it's, it's, it's just given up on, you know, because it's such a pipe dream. Um, stage orange is constantly um, looking at what is the best system for this person, but never thinks it's the final system for the person. So even stage, sorry, stage yellow, I said orange, didn't I? Um, so stage orange even itself recognizes, well, this is not the, the last system. This is not the last stage. What's the next stage for me? And that's gonna be the best stage for me to be moving towards and, and pushing myself towards. But even that is probably not the final stage. There's probably more stages if I have enough time to develop and grow and, and mature. Um, stage yellow is able to listen really deeply because it doesn't judge, because it's not obsessed with pick, choosing whether this is right or wrong or good or bad. It listens really deeply and insightfully um, and it's therefore able to give deep and insightful feedback. It can entertain ideas without believing it. So it can see a person's perspective and it can step into that perspective. It doesn't have to believe it. It doesn't have to think it's right or wrong. It just has to, it just, it just chooses to experience it and entertain it. Um, and so it allow, it's able to hold multiple com conflicting views without, um, without choosing a side, without choosing what's right or wrong. It can embrace multiple views and weigh them up and look at them uh, from different angles and see how they conf conflict with each other and contrast with each other. Yellow's 
generally speaking, prefers simplicity over elegance. Um, and sorry, not over elegance, sorry, simplicity and elegance over opulence and displays of power. So red and orange, generally speaking, and maybe blue to some extent, they love displays of power. They love hierarchy and, and, and I'm at the top. That's, that's what they're all about. And so if you are thinking, I want to get to orange so I can be at the top, you're probably orange. I, I want to be at yellow so I can get to the top, you're probably orange, right? It's all about getting to the top and being the most powerful and being the best. But that's not what yellow is. You know, it just isn't where yellow's at. It's not interesting to that. Um, yellow is all about simplicity. It's about growing and developing, but it's, it's about doing so in a simplistic way, in an elegant way. It doesn't need to be powerful. You'll rarely see stage yellow at the front leading. You'll see them take a back seat and just helping others and, and, and putting systems in play for others to lead from. Um, yellow loves to learn and is a quick learner. So yellow, you're gonna see reading lots, um, asking lots of questions. It's constantly open to learning from every source. Every experience is a learning opportunity, like I said. It, it loves jumping into paradoxical uh, situations and concepts, into uncertainty, um, because, uh, and that's generally, and uh, not always, you know, uh, you could be quite opposed to uncertainty and, and, and uh, paradox at times and as a yellow person, or maybe that's a personality uh, situation or maybe even a, uh, a genetic uh, predisposition potentially. Um, but generally speaking, um, yellow loves these things because it's an opportunity to grow and learn. Um, it's, it's not tied to these traditional values and, 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 and instead is constantly trying to adapt and, 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 and grow. As a, that's a key foundation of yellow. Um, it, it's also an interesting dynamic behind yellow is it's, it's incapable of being intimidated and bribed generally. Okay, now if it's still got a lot of orange in it, um, or maybe even green to some degree, it may be possible. But for stage yellow generally, it's it's hard for stage yellow to be intimidated or bribed because it isn't motivated by its own gain. It isn't motivated um, by um, acquiring possessions, you know, bec becoming powerful. That's not a motivation for stage yellow. Stage yellow's motivation is to create systems that work for everyone. So it's not going to be bribed into a position that's gonna help one person or one group. And it won't be intimidated because it loses a lot of its capacity for fear because it's non-judgmental, it's just observing. Um, and so it's gonna be very hard uh, because of its, its deep, um, its deep ethical, um, uh, what's the right word? Um, principled, principled is the word I'm searching for because it's so ethically principled based on its own deep value and morals. Um, it's gonna be very hard to intimidate or bribe, uh, very hard to do that to, to someone at stage yellow. Um, it doesn't need to control others or criticize them. That's not important to stage yellow, um, largely because it sees everyone's stage as valuable and, and where they're at is important. So it doesn't want to point out the flaws of it or poke it too much or, and criticize that person. It, it, may, it may push that person and nudge that person in helpful ways, but it's not gonna be criticizing them. It's not gonna try and control them to get them to be somewhere else. That's not important to stage yellow. Stage yellow loses the need for other people to be at a different stage, the need for people to change it recognizes that people are where they are and they often need to be there. Um, and so being at that stage is often the very best thing for them. Um, and so it's not gonna try and control them to change them. Um, yellow doesn't scapegoat or create enemies because everyone is someone that they can learn from. Everyone is potentially someone that can be partnered with and helped. 
and a yellow uh, will see an enemy as the possibility of a friend. It will see it as a challenge to come alongside and figure out and observe and listen to and, and, and it will see it as interesting so that it can come alongside them and make them a friend. And so yellows will try and make friends out of their enemies. Um, they are so multi-perspectival in the way that they see things, in the way they think, that generally yellow can't be radicalized into extreme positions. Now, generally, uh, there probably is some elements of that, and especially if they're not largely yellow, if they're just a little bit yellow, that's very possible. Um, but someone that is predominantly yellow is gonna be very hard to radicalize. They're gonna be very hard to hold extreme positions because they're listening to so many perspectives, so many uh, different ways of input that they're gonna have very complex, multi-dimensional thinking about topics. And so they're not likely to be highly radicalized. Uh, you know, uh, a, yellow, uh, a yellow Muslim is not likely to join ISIS okay, and become a suicide bomber because it's going to look at uh, Christians. It's gonna look at uh, the, the Western white uh, American uh, in their consumerist ways and go, well, what, what's going on in there? And why is that helpful for them? And why is that true? And what is true about that? They're gonna look at all that different stuff and it's gonna cause them to come to many different places that are going to be very incompatible with becoming a suicide bomber for ISIS, right? And so it's just not gonna work. Um, and so yellow really is hard to radicalize and hold very extreme positions. Um, they approach new ideas and things as fun and exciting. Um, and so yellow can be quite adventurous in many ways. Um, they see authority as contextual. So yellow will value and appreciate and, and respect authority, but generally speaking, only authority that is uh, deserved, quote unquote, as yellow sees it. So yellow will uh, see certain positions of power as deserved when the person is the expert in that area, where they are the most uh, um, aware, learned, um, developed. Um, these are things that yellow is gonna be looking for. They're not looking for someone excuse me, someone that was born into that position or things like that, it's just not something that Yellow is interested in. They'll respect it when they recognize that society is at a different stage, but they themselves will not look at that position as some, a position of authority that they are to bow to. Um, leaders are generally, so yeah, sorry, as I said, I'm just looking at my notes, so I think I've covered that. They're, they're generally the best equipped, the most capable um, in specific situations, so they're gonna constantly contextualize that. Um, Yellow is not a um, yellow is not incapable of enjoying human appetites. It's not cap incapable of enjoying things. Uh, uh, it, it's not incapable of having a lavish meal, spending lots of money, having nice things. It's, it's not incapable of that. But it is never really a slave to that. It, it, it suddenly uh, it comes out of orange, uh, which was all about that, and it comes out of green, which was very against that. Um, but still to some degree really lived in a lot of it. Um, and it comes to its own place where actually it can find a balance. It can find that there's a balance in enjoying things and being happy and, and, and not needing to have nothing. Um, but at the same time, um, it recognizes that these things don't bring happiness, that these things aren't what we're driven by, that it's not, it's not the things that change the world, it's not the things that change us. Um, and so it doesn't become a slave to those things. Yellow can be very hard to identify as well. So the thing about yellow is because it recognizes other people's stages and it wants to help other people because it's very, um, it, it, it asks lots of questions, it wants to understand, it doesn't give a lot. 
um, generally speaking, yellow is going to be hard to identify because when yellow is talking to a blue, it's going to look quite blue, potentially. But then it will go across and speak to a green and it will look quite green. Um, and so actually one of the ways that you can um, identify yellow is by being a bit yellow. And so looking at lots of different perspectives, looking at lots of different situations and observing. And so how does that person interact in different contexts, in different perspectives, with, with different people at different stages? And you're going to see that if they work really well with different people at different stages and can help bring people alongside them at different stages, stage yellow is generally speaking only going to be um, identified by other people when they identify this trait of, of, of working well with lots of different stages. Um, they, they tend to avoid attention as well. So they tend to love to work in the background stage yellow. And so again, that's why it's very hard to uh, identify them a lot of times because they're not at the front. Um, you know, I'll go through some examples, but generally speaking, most of the most uh, people that I'm, I'm going to give as examples are people that have written books and and come up with theories and, and develop systems. They're generally not you know world leaders and people that are on the stage all the time because yellow generally doesn't value a lot of that as much. It, only if it's a small impactful thing that they can do to move the needle in general. Um, yellow won't uh, sacrifice themselves for the sake of the green uh, the group like green woods. So. While orange was all about me, 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 and green was like, no, it's not about me at all. It's all about everyone and I'll sacrifice myself for everyone. Yellow will no longer do this. Yellow is pragmatic. It recognizes its own value. It recognizes that there are times where it goes, no, I'm not gonna sacrifice everything for the better of everyone because I won't be around for any longer to do that. So actually I need to look after myself. I need to be pragmatic. I need to think about putting myself first so that I can then in turn affect the group and help the group. Um, yellow allows for a more authentic and integrated masculinity to emerge for men. And so while masculinity was quite toxic at stage orange and it became quite soft, uh, quite a bit softer through um, the valuing of uh, femininity in stage green, where women felt probably much more comfortable, generally speaking, again, uh, I don't want to paint with uh, broad strokes too much, but generally speaking, women with, with a much more feminine bent would feel much more comfortable at green. Um, they, if they were masculine in their uh, traits, they might feel more comfortable in orange. Um, while a lot of the masculine traits come back into play at stage uh, yellow, they've been softened by that stage green. There's been a femininity injection at stage green, which has been included with the transcending. Um, and so we're gonna see a much more integrated and authentic masculinity um, for men at stage yellow. Um, you are not yellow if you think any stage should not exist. Let me finish the traits with that. If you have that thinking, you are not yellow, okay? It's only when you realize that every stage is important that you can be uh, yellow. Um, all right, let's look at a few examples, okay? I know this, this um, particular video, I'm just looking at my time, this particular video is gonna be a bit longer, um, but it's because it is our final stage. It is our, our stage that we're gonna really want to explore because this is where we are going. Uh, this is where we're heading. This is, this is what we can uh, aspire to. And so I wanna go into great depth with this so that we can understand what sort of things we need to be developing. What are the tools that we need to be developing? Because some of us are at stage green, at least somewhat in our psyche, and those parts can be evolving and developing into stage yellow. Um, so there's all these different stages that we're trying to look at. We're trying to get the most out of them. We're trying to live in that stage fully so we can hit the limitations 
and slowly um, start to push through into the new stage. And so stage yellow is, is ultimately, hopefully, where most of us are gonna be starting to get to um, before long. Now, if you're at stage uh, orange or green, um, you might be looking at a decade before you start coming into stage yellow. You might be even looking at very much longer. Um, if you're at stage blue, you might be looking at way longer because just to get from stage blue to orange is a huge step. It's a very, very big step. However, if you've made it this far to stage yellow in this series, uh, it's almost certain you're not at stage blue. Um, if you are, you are going to be fuming at this point. I mean, uh, well done, honestly, um, but you will be quite irate at this point. Let me just quickly grab a drink and uh, we'll look at some examples. Now that was the longest section we've got. So don't think that every section we're gonna look at is gonna be quite as in depth. Um, but I just really want to help you understand the mentality um, and the values and the traits of someone at stage yellow. Now some examples of stage yellow. Well, a great example is Jesus' um, thinking that he demonstrates when he says, I have many things to teach you, but you cannot hear them just now. So I'll send my spirit and that spirit will lead you into all truth, okay? Jesus is showing stage yellow thinking at this point where he understands, well, I have many things I want to teach you, but you're not ready to hear about them yet, right? You're not ready to, to move into those later stages yet. So I'm gonna give you the spirit that will continue to lead you into truth as you grow and develop. And I think that's very yellow thinking from Jesus. It's very, it's building a system that will grow and evolve and change over time. And this Holy Spirit will continue to keep pushing us and developing us and growing us so that we can continue to move through these levels up the spiral. Um, because Jesus was deeply um, uh, evolved in this way. He was probably stage yellow, he might have been beyond, who knows. Um, but his followers were really coming out of a red, maybe slightly coming into blue, but mostly red society, and in somewhat purple even. Um, and so there was a lot of development still to happen at this stage. And so Jesus exemplifies what it is to understand where people are, to push them so that they might be moving forward. Um, but what's interesting is his teachings are somewhat timeless, right? So they even speak to us today as our society is moving up through blue and orange and green and maybe even a little into yellow. Those parables he told still speak to us. The way he taught still impacts us as much as it did that community that were red and blue. So it's, it's a profound and, and a wonderful way of teaching. And so Jesus is a great example of stage yellow thinking. Um, he attacked systems but never people as well, okay? He, he, he attacked the systems that held people down. He attacked the systems that, um, that were flawed, but he loved people. Um, and so that's a, a great yellow thinking, a yellow perspective is, is how do I love people? How do I work for the betterment of people? And generally speaking, that is by changing systems. And, and yellow has no problem about speaking against corrupt and broken systems and, and trying to change those systems. Um, he spoke out against religious leaders, uh, their teaching, their hypocrisy, again, these systems of belief and systems of uh, power that were repressing people and, and hurting people and causing people to not grow and holding them down. Um, when people betrayed him, his answer was, forgive them, Father, they don't know what they do. Again, understanding that people can only really be held accountable for the stage they're at. And of course, a primitive stage is not gonna understand where I'm coming from, Father, forgive them. They don't understand, 
They don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're rejecting. They don't know what it is I'm trying to bring them into. Um, he opposed things that hurt people, but understood that people themselves were trapped in their worldview. Um, so, uh, you know, it was, he's, he's this, this worldview, this, this way of thinking, this yellow, it's, it's nuanced, it's complex, it's open-mindedness. Um, people that have other perspectives are a great example of, um, of, of looking at some integral thinking and some yellow thinking. Um, different injections of fresh insights, uh, understanding systems thinking. If you're someone that understands systems thinking or uh, systems thinking itself is very, very yellow. Uh, sustainability. So people that are looking for things that will go on and grow and develop. Um, sustainability movement is, a, is very yellow. Going meta, right? So going up and above and looking at the overall overarching uh, perspective. That's a very yellow thinking. It's why it's called, uh, one of the labels for yellow is meta-modern. Um, big picture understandings um, over uh, placing people that place big picture understanding over technical analysis and getting bogged down with the nitty gritty, um, those are yellow people, generally speaking. They're taking a step back and looking at the big picture. Um, synthesis over analysis, uh, connecting the dots, uh, identifying and solving root problems. And this is a great point that earlier parts in the stage, uh, earlier parts in the spiral, these earlier stages, generally speaking, are full of focusing on problems but they rarely get to the root problems. Now, because yellow is so um, observant and non-judgmental and looks at things so multi-perspectively, um, it generally speaking is a phenomenal uh, individual at getting at the root of problems. So while orange and green and earlier stages really tend to focus on problems, they rarely get to the root of the problem. Um, their solutions tend to be short-term and surface level. Um, so yellow is not looking at short-term surface level, it's looking at getting deep, impactful changes, generally with, with the most effective impact and, and, and uh, effort um, that creates long-term solutions that last extremely long periods of time and hopefully may even be able to themselves grow and develop and, and change. Um, Multidiscipline solutions are very yellow. Um, yellow lives in the intersection of hard and soft scientists. Uh, so the hard and soft sciences, you know, so yellow is going to love the hard physics or chemistry, um, but it's also going to love the, the complex, nuanced, soft uh, psychology and things like that. And it's going to go, how do these worlds combine? How do they cross over? Um, so it's, 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 it's looking at the, 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 the world in which these interact, the, the ways in which these interact, yellow is gonna generally speaking be found in there because it loves to create systems that combine these sometimes seemingly paradoxical um, topics. Uh, ecology, you know, uh, that's a huge uh, yellow focus. It's beyond the environment, um, but it's about systems that sustain themselves. So it's not just about and how do we fix the environment, but how do we create systems that, that, that sustain long-term and better the environment long-term? Uh, 
truly thinking outside the box. You're gonna hear the phrase outside the box a lot in orange because it's a very business term, isn't it? Let's think outside the box. But generally speaking, that's never really thinking particularly outside the box. We're still very much in a business frame of mind. We're still very much limited by our shareholders or whatever else and profits. But yellow, generally speaking, is able to think outside the box, right? It is able to look at it from a completely different perspective. Look at it from that person's perspective that has nothing to do with this. It's gonna look at it from a, an earlier stage or a later stage and go, how will that person perceive what's going on here? Um, and so yellow is really good at thinking outside the box. Um, people that study models, you know, uh, that study things like spiral dynamics, those people are generally speaking starting to entertain yellow thinking. Um, people that understand natural hierarchies and embrace natural hierarchies. Um, people that do diverse studies. So studies, you know, they don't just fixate on one discipline. This is something that I've tried deeply to uh, implement in my own life. This is why I'm doing this, this series, is because as someone that is uh, generally speaking known as a theologian or someone that works within theo theology, I try and study philosophy and uh, psychiatry and uh, or psychology and, and you know, um, society, uh, so got my brain, uh, sociology and anthropology and, and, and different disciplines because I want to be able to look at things more broadly, understand things more contextually, um, see things from multiple disciplines. Um, you're going to see, generally speaking, that if, if you are a, a radical learner, you may be stage orange, but generally speaking, um, uh, if, if you're open-minded in your radical learning and you're looking at things beyond what you want to learn, you're going to be uh, dedicated to learning. Uh, you're going to be yellow. Um, now, an example of this, okay, is um, when I went to ministry school, um, it was a supernatural ministry school and they gave out a book a month that you had to read. And this book was always a book that was written by someone in the ministry school that you were hearing day in, day out, right? So you'd hear this person every, once a week or twice a week, and then you'd be reading their book at home. And, and I thought, well, how am I really learning? I'm learning very uh, narrowly. I'm, it's almost like I'm, I'm intentionally brainwashing myself. And then that's not necessarily a bad thing to really um, dive into one stream and really feed on it to help grow and develop a certain way of thinking. That's, that's good. But I was like, well, I'm being very nuanced. I'm being uh, totally unnuanced and, and, and I'm being very narrow minded. I'm being very focused and I don't really like that. And so I would read these books that were very charismatic and, and very interesting from the leaders of the movement I was in. But then I'd also read books that were um, very non-charismatic. I'd read people like John MacArthur and John Piper who would say totally different things. But then I'd also read a business book, you know, or, or a self-help book that was completely different. Again, not Christian at all. And then I loved to read um, maybe something like Brian McLaren or Richard Rohr or something that was just, again, so out there, totally different again. And so I'd read from these different disciplines because I knew that ultimately it would help me become a more well-rounded individual. Now, I still probably did that from quite an orange place. I don't think that was very yellow of me because I'm still struggling to be yellow today, to be honest with you. Um, so it's unlikely that 10 years ago I was too yellow, uh, that much yellow. Um, but there's definitely some dynamics of that in play. Um, so you're going to find that people that are dedicated to learning, looking at uh, learning from lots of different disciplines, different perspectives are going to be quite yellow uh, in their approach, at least in that area. Um, yellows do not rely on others to do the learning for them. Okay. So generally speaking, someone at stage orange, someone at stage uh, green is going to rely quite heavily on other people doing the work. 
they'll read other people's work, they'll ask other people, what do you think or what have you learned? Um, and while Yellow does all of that, it reads papers from people and it asks experts and goes, what do you think? And it will ask lots of people for their perspectives and grow from that. Yellow itself is gonna do deep dives on learning. It's gonna try and pursue truth and find out new things itself. It, it, it does not rely on others to do the learning. Now, earlier stages, even earlier, somewhere like Blue is gonna rely entirely on others to do learning from. So they're not gonna learn at all outside of maybe listening to sermons or talking to a leader and asking them what they think. That's a deeply blue stage where we're just trusting that information comes from a, um, an ordained authority, uh, an approved leader or approved voice piece of God. Um, but yellow is not gonna be like that at all. So yellow values expertise and complexity, context. context. Uh, it learns from history. Uh, it develops skills to benefit the greater group. So even when Orange is doing its personal development. It's all about how does it help me? Um, when green is doing its personal development, it's how does it help me help the group? When yellow is doing the development, it's about how does it help everyone? How can I learn things that will help everyone, including me? Um, and so there's a, there's a subtle nuance there and difference. Um, it's impartial on the whole. So people that are, that are very impartial tend to be quite yellow uh, often. Uh, independent thinking, people that think completely apart from other uh, thinkers can often be very yellow. They've, they've grasped from everyone, but they've developed their own perspectives, their own um, conclusions. Uh, neutra neutrality, uh, it's, it's not um, being in the middle of every argument, but rather being able to look at the arguments without any agenda. So someone that is neutral um, that is yellow is not going to just go, oh, I'm going to be in the middle of this left-right argument or this yes-no argument, I'm going to be in the middle with maybe. Um, it's going to go jump in the middle of the argument and look around and go, I am going to be able to look at every perspective and every argument without an agenda. Now, it may then choose or it may then agree with certain perspectives or it may lean more one way more than another but it's looking at things and trying to come to conclusions and trying to understand with no agenda in and of itself. Um, like I said, it figures out uh, solutions for the whole spiral and not just its color. That's a, a huge um, example. People that are trying to build systems that benefit everyone where they're at are very yellow. Um, generally speaking, that people that build systems um, are gonna be at orange or green or blue um, and they're going to build something that works for them and people like them. Um, and you're gonna be able to spot that quite easily once you become aware of this dynamic. Excuse me, uh, but at yellow, you're gonna see people that are building systems that they're asking, how does it work for everyone? Does it work in that society? Does it work in that society? Does it work with that kind of person and that kind of person? It's very yellow thinking. Um, they can meet people where they're at. Um, Yellow is obsessed with reducing suffering um, that is brought about by systems. So how can I replace those systems? How can I change those systems? Um, these people are very visionary. They, they've got great vision and purpose. Um, they, uh, people that are, um, they can be quite paradoxical. They can seem quite paradoxical. They can 
uh, be people that embrace uncertainty. They can be quite lone wolves. Uh, so quite often um, yellow, much like uh, orange, um, can be seen as quite lone wolves. Um, they, they tend to move back out of the group uh, that was green. And so while green was all about the globe and everyone, um, and yellow takes that. Green was also really about relationships and fitting in and, 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 and relationships are at the core of everything. Yellow has to take a little bit of a step out of that for it to really make the, the, the impact that it needs to make, for it to build systems, for it to be thinking, for it to be learning um, to the degree that it is. It has to take a step out of that. Now, it doesn't remove itself from that all the time, but sometimes it really has to take a step back and it can be seen as a bit of a lone wolf in uh, a mostly green context, which often yellow is going to be coming out of. Um, quantum mechanics is a great example of yellow, and, and many of the quantum mechanics uh, fathers were were very yellow in in how they approached things. They were quite uh, they, were, they were spiritual mystics in some ways uh, as their lives progressed. Um, Eco cities and uh, modern urban planning are very yellow, you know, these, these systems that are built to sustain and, and, and maintain themselves and work for many people and grow naturally and, and will work as they grow naturally. Um, Bill Gates is very yellow in, in, in many ways. I don't know if you saw the, the recent Netflix uh, documentary on Bill, but it's fascinating. We talked about him going from green, sorry, from orange and becoming quite green, but he's very yellow as well. So he's green in the way that he wants to impact the world. He wants to use all his money he amassed in orange and actually use it for the benefit of the world. And he wants to work on environmental issues. He wants to stop people living in poverty. He wants to stop people dying of preventable diseases. These are all very green principles, but actually the way he goes about it is very yellow. He's very systematic, he's very intentional. He could just throw money at things and probably get it done, but could he do it more effectively so he has more money for other issues as well? Can he do, uh, do things with significant impact whilst doing as little work as possible in a sense, right? So can I, can I come up with something that's gonna require as little um, effort, finances, manpower to affect the most people. Um, and so while he's happy to throw finances at things, while he's happy to create lots of manpower if, if need be, he's, he's, he's looking at these systems deeply um, and he's employing deep systems thinking. Um, I mentioned Joe Rogan in the, in, in the earlier one, I can't remember which, I think it was uh, blue or orange, but um, he, he's, he's very yellow at times. He's very yellow in the way he thinks. He's very yellow in the way he um, engages with people. He's often very non-judgmental. He can be very judgmental as well. He's not 100% yellow by any means. And what's interesting about Joe is that most of his following is gonna be blue uh, and orange and a little bit green as well sometimes, but uh, more often than not quite blue and orange. Um, now the blue are gonna really hate some of Joe's stuff, the, the kind of, um, uh, his exploration of like drugs and psychedelics and things like that, they're gonna hate all that stuff, um, but they're gonna like other elements of, of where he's at. Um, and the orange are gonna love his kind of like, um, his his rationality and his appreciation for like some science. Um, and they might like not like some of his kind of more wild and kind of wacky stuff, again, kind of things like psychedelics and drugs and stuff like that. I mean, they're gonna be open to that, but not a big fan. Now Green's gonna love all that kind of wacky stuff and they're gonna love the people he has on that talk about how there was, you know, civilizations, you know, before 
the younger Dryas periods, you know, 20, 30,000 years ago, there was these huge civilizations that got flooded and they taught civilization today and how they were and stuff. And all these kind of wild and wonderful things that, that, that orange and blue are gonna be like, what? But green are gonna go, yeah, I love that. Um, and so there's all these different dynamics, but very few yellow people are actually um, gonna be following uh, Joe Rogan, but he himself can engage in quite yellow. He, he has people that are on his show that are blue or orange and green. He works really well interacting with them on their level and, and engaging with them really well. Um, Jordan Peterson, I mentioned before, same sort of deal. Um, you know, he's got a lot of yellow in him, but he also has quite big chunks of blue and orange. Um, and he really, his big stick is attacking green and that's what's really holding him back um, in his blue and orange elements. He's, he's struggling to, ever get to yellow in those elements because he's fighting green in those areas. You know, some of his, his concepts of, um, of of different things, you know, like um, globalism, uh, you know, economics, whatever else, you know, different things that he's very against um, the green elements, some of the stuff on sex and gender and, and, and some of those ideas, he's, he's, he's really sticking to kind of more blue and orange principles and, and he's, he's, he's fighting moving into green and that's actually gonna mean he can't ever get to yellow in those areas. You know, he has to go through green and so that's holding back. But what, what's interesting about it all is that the majority of people that watch and love uh, Jordan Peterson, they're not yellow, they're blue or orange and they, they love that because they love that he speaks so much of their language and he attacks their enemy, green, um, and so they love it, they feed it, they think they're, they're, they're deeply enlightened yellow people um, but they have enemies, they have a stage that is their enemy and they're not embracing it. So that's where um, Jordan Peterson fails to be quite yellow, he fails to see this stage, he fails to see the spiral and he, he fails to progress and move on and up those stages. Um, now hear me right, I'm just using these like big famous people as, as examples. Um, it, I don't know these people. I, I'm, I'm just observing based on watching some of the dynamics, watching a lot of their teaching and reading a lot of their, their material, um, You know, listening to a lot of their stuff, uh, talking to people that follow them and engaging. It's all my experience. I, I, I'm, I'm not an expert. I've not sat down and done a psychological profile on them. Um, and so bear all this in mind. It's, it's, it's guesswork, but it's me kind of painting a picture of how these might apply to how we can help see people and, and how we can then engage with those people. Um, I'm not trying to be judgmental, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, it just is. It's just the, the way that, that it is as much as I can perceive it. Um, some other people that are very yellow will Don Beck, Claire Graves, uh, people that came up with uh, Spiral Dynamics. Um, a lot of people that have done a lot of um, these kind of systems and models of, of, of human development can be very stage yellow as they start to understand these stages. Uh, people like Ken Wilber, he, he uh, is very stage yellow in part, but he's, he's probably the next stage largely actually. Um, Leo Gura uh, from uh, actualize.org who was really influential in, in my understanding of uh, earlier on, on a lot of this stuff with Spire Dynamics. He's got a great series on Spire Dynamics. He, uh, he's, he's very yellow and again, maybe even a bit later on. Richard Rohr is probably of all people I've ever come across, He's probably the most perfect example of someone that is almost entirely yellow. And he talks quite publicly about his um, his limitations and how he's struggling to move into whatever the next level is, and, uh, which which for those that are interested is stage turquoise. Um, we may we may come back and do a video on that, but that's kind of really transpersonal kind of stuff and quite 
uh, complex and, and, and Richard Rohr really struggles with some of that stuff. He's really struggling to go into that. He's hitting the limitations of offstage yellow um, quite hard, but he really has fully kind of like worked out the stage yellow and he, he, the way he communicates, the way he comes across is very stage yellow and he really comes across and is able to work with people in multiple areas of the, of the stage. He works within a big, broad swath of Christianity. Now, not a lot, a lot of Christians dislike Richard Rohr, of course, um, but a lot of Christians are engaging with him that aren't there at all. Um, and that's very, very yellow of him. But uh, the way he paints things, and as we look at the Christianity of stage yellow and how it looks, um, we'll see that um, it's very Rory in, in nature. Uh, Rob Bell is a great example. I mentioned him in green. Now he's a lot of green, but he also has some yellow in him as well. Uh, you'll see this in some of his interviews. You'll see this in um, the way he operates. You'll see it when he is put on TV and is thrown against someone uh, and pitted against them so that they can fight. And, and Rob just doesn't engage with that. He understands that people are at certain stages. He respects that. He values that. And he just shares where he's at and, and, and moves on. And he's, he's very, very yellow in that sense. Um, I gave the vegan example, so uh, a yellow vegan, someone that's not militant but looks at um, building systems that help others uh, and makes it easier for others to choose to be a vegan, that sort of idea, a very yellow uh, example. Um, people that, that deeply care but are not quote-unquote bleeding hearts, um, that's, that's very yellow thinking, okay? Very, very yellow thinking of being someone that really deeply cares but is pragmatic and, care, and, and is able to implement that care. Um, people that know that everyone needs to go on their own journey to get there. Now that can be very easily mistaken with uh, green, so be aware of that. Um, a great example of how this can work out is actually uh, Don Beck and 10 of his students. Uh, so Don Beck originates uh, the, the, the model of the spiral dynamics. Um, uh, 10 of his students and he worked in Israel for a good portion of time uh, with the Israel-Palestine conflict. And um, now prior stages tend to pick a side. They tend to be pro-Israel, pro-Palestine, and, and that's how they see everything. Um, but yellow uh, don't focus on, uh, on which side is the right side or which side is right, which side is wrong, which is good, which is bad. Rather, yellow focuses on understanding where each group is. So where are the Israelites at? Where are they coming from? What's going on? These Palestinians, where are they coming from? What's going on? What stage are they at? It focuses on helping them find some common ground and building systems to evolve up the spiral and ultimately, hopefully, resolve some differences. And uh, it considers everyone and has no agenda of its own other than building a system that works for everyone. So yellow's main priority is just get me to build a system that everyone benefits from. Um, and so in a sense, it's, 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 it's got a goal, um, but its goal isn't fixing this by picking a side. It's by building a system that makes everyone happier or betters everyone's situation. And so it diffuses a lot of the ideological polarization that happens. Now, unfortunately, um, this was developing through the early 2000s and uh, their funding was kind of like ripped out from under them during the 2008 crash and, and a lot of their work was kind of really undone but a huge amount of work was done with, uh, within Israel and, and Palestine and, and a lot of uh, progress was made and some of that progress is even held today. And so it's a great example of uh, what it can look like to be yellow uh, and how important it can be 
um, is actually we can look at something like that, which at times it looks so polar opposite, so incapable of working together, um, but Stage Yellow can come in and, and understand the perspectives, understand the nuances, understand the paradox, and maybe come up with systems that can help um, create um, something that will work for everyone and, and will help bring people together and work together. Now, an important uh, thing is we finished up the, the, the key traits and you know examples um, and all of that different stuff. I wanna really go into this a little bit here um, because there's a lot of you watching that are orange. Now, orange and yellow are easily confused, especially if you're orange. If you're orange, you're going to think you're yellow. You're gonna want to be yellow. Um, now, the key understanding here is orange is usually driven by a need for success, money, recognition, achievement, prizes, awards, um, you know, recognition from their peers. Orange wants to be noticed and valued. It wants to get stuff, it wants to amass stuff. Um, but it's important to know that that stuff is not in yellow. It just isn't in yellow. It doesn't have that drive. Its drive is building things that help everyone. And so the distinction that we often struggle to see is that while yes, orange can be quite systems thinking, um, there's a big difference between um, manipulating a system to work for you um, and understanding a system enough that it benefits you to actually um, creating and um, in, in, what's the right word? Uh, and like integrating a system into something uh, in a way that benefits everyone. Orange will not do that. Orange will not build systems that benefit everyone. They will build systems that benefit themselves. Um, and, and so it's very easy to spot once you understand that di dynamic. Um, a system that's gonna help an orange be uh, seen as better, as uh, to be achieve, to achieve things, to be, get success, to build money and reputation and all these things, that's gonna generally be an orange system. Um, and yellow just isn't gonna build a system like that. Um, so if people are manipulating systems, um, they're not going to be at yellow. In fact, even red can manipulate a system to get to the top. Um, orange and red's attempt at goal is to get to the top. Yellow never cares about getting to the top. It wants everyone to move up. It wants everyone to grow. So it's not about getting to the top for yellow. Um, so to manipulate systems, you don't actually need to understand them and know how they work um, to get to the top of those systems. You just need to kind of know them enough um, and see the holes in them to manipulate them to get to the top. Yellow is never gonna be manipulative. Um, it cares about the long term, it cares about ecology, it cares about uh, other people at other levels. Um, whereas orange is not self-aware, it, it, it's judgmental, it's critical of others. Um, orange will, generally speaking, always take the opportunity to manipulate its way to the top of a hierarchy or society. Um, and so be aware of those dynamics because if you're struggling to see if you're orange or yellow, um, it's gonna be hard for you because you don't have self-awareness a lot of the time, but generally speaking, those are some of the dynamics you're gonna spot that you're gonna go, oh yeah, maybe, maybe I'm actually orange and not yellow. I'd encourage you, if you think you're yellow, watch the orange video a few times and recognize how much of that you tick the box on um, because it's gonna be a lot. It's gonna be a lot. Now we're gonna look at a few pros and cons and then I'm gonna take a break because this is a really long video and I'm gonna have to, 
have a break just to rest before I go back into it. I'm gonna splice those videos together into one big uh, video. Um, potentially might make it two-parter, I'm not sure. Um, but I'm gonna take a break in a little bit. You can have a break if you need, whenever you want. You can hit that pause button, I guess. Um, I don't have that luxury. Um, now, as far as the pros go, I'm not gonna go into them into great depth because most of the uh, stuff that I've talked about um, it, it, it is pros, there are pros. Most of what I talked about yellow is pro because largely not enough of this society in this world are yellow enough um, to, to really have understood or explored what the cons are of this stage yet. So it's such a late stage that we've not really um, grown enough in this stage to be enough people to be hitting the ceiling, to be exposing the, the negative elements that we've seen what the negative elements are. Now there's gonna be a few, um, but generally speaking, what I've said so far are the pros. And so I'm not gonna go into this in great depth, but generally speaking, the main pro is it can see the other stages, it can see its growth, um, and it can, um, it can work for the benefit of everyone, including itself. Um, it, will, it will appeal to uh, its own strengths whilst pushing them to work on their weaknesses. Um, so generally speaking, as it looks to people, it's going to, um, it's going to work on their strengths, it's gonna, it's gonna appeal to them, it's gonna you know, champion them in their strengths, but it's also gonna give them nudges where it knows those weaknesses of those stages are. It's gonna push them, it's gonna nudge them, hopefully enough to not trigger them into you know, digging their you know, heels in and, and maybe regressing a little, but enough to be causing them to consider those transformational dilemmas to be moving forward. Um, and so, yeah, that, that, that's, that's the main benefits of yellow, of how it works with other people. And generally for itself, the main benefit of yellow is how open it is and how unable to be deceived it is because it's so open to input and, and seeing other people's perspectives. It's also hugely beneficial because it, starts to really integrate from each level. And so from purple, it appreciates the wonder and mystery of purple and it, and it, uh, and, and, and it, it integrates that without engaging in the magical and supernatural that wasn't um, necessarily real or true. Um, it, it, it also appreciates and values the, um, the depth of what it is to be involved in a community in a rich, um, close, tight-knit group of people, and, and it brings that from purple up into yellow. At red, it appreciates the passion that red has about spiritual life and about um, about developing itself uh, to some degree, and not too much development of self at red, but it's a little bit, but generally it's, it's that passion and zeal. It, it recognizes that that passion and zeal can bring a lot to itself, and so it in integrates that, and it brings it up to stage yellow and implements it in a lot of different ways. Um, you know, yellow will be very passionate and full of zeal uh, about building its systems, about helping people, about um, helping other people grow and develop and, and fixing things um, and building a better system for the world. That's uh, something that yellow can be very passionate about and ze zealous about at times. Um, it blue, it starts to appreciate and integrate um, the appreciation that blue has for the mythic and literal elements um, of life. Uh, it knows that, that there is much that still carries meaning and life that blue were walking in and it can bring that with them. It loves the, the community. It loves some of the safety and certainty that it creates for people and helps people um, establishes some foundations in their life. Um, it loves that blue works together in a faithful way. 
um, and it brings that into its uh, into itself and integrates that into itself. Uh, orange it loves that desire to be rational, to be thinking scientifically, and it, and it grabs a hold of that and it integrates it in a beautiful way. It loves that desire to to grow and develop as an individual. Um, and it definitely wants to integrate that as well. And at green, it values the sensitivity it has to people uh, and where they're at. And, it, and it, it always, their desire to always pursue inclusion. And yellow is deeply inclusive as it integrates um, those elements from green. Now, what are the cons? Let's quickly grab a drink. Well, the thing about yellow is, as I said, it's quite early, so it's hard to identify all the cons, but there are some. They're generally only seen by people that have transcended the stage, um, but there are some that have transcended the stage. So we've got a few cons that, uh, that I've come across as I've been reading and studying and, um, and watching different things. And so here's, here's what I have um, uh, seen so far. Generally speaking, um, people that are, um, yellow will often be quite isolated they can be lone wolves they can um, they can draw away from the crowd and that can be quite unhealthy for them uh, long term and yellow can be quite a long uh, stage it can take a long time to get out of yellow um, because yellow loves what it's doing it embraces it engages with it it, it makes big changes it's, it's, it's a really great stage and so um, being isolated and being a lone wolf for those long periods of time cannot always uh, be a great thing. They're, they're generally speaking for people at yellow, certainly at this point in, in humanity, there's still a lot of shadow work to be done at stage yellow. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of shadows for people at stage yellow. So shadows are, um, in this context, a shadow is a color which ex explicitly triggers, triggers you. And so at, um, at stage blue, uh, maybe uh, the main triggers for blue are generally speaking orange and green. Um, or maybe orange and red. Uh, at orange, the main triggers are blue and green, yeah? The main triggers for green are gonna be blue and orange. And so those are the shadows that are in play. Now yellow, because it values every stage, you might think, oh, it's above that. But because we're not fully yellow, because we still have parts of us that are gonna be green and orange, um, you're still gonna be quite easily triggered at times by blue and by red and by purple or some of these other colors, they, they might trigger you. Uh, and that's that's okay. It's just the work. That's that's, that's where we're at, um, and we need to grow through that. But yellow still can have shadows and can sometimes uh, be blind a little to its shadows, um, and so needs to be aware of that. And yellow, at some uh, level, is still dualistic. Okay. Now this is a real subtle level, um, and we'd need to go in great depth, into great depth on on what dualism is and how it works, really, to get to the level um, that I'm talking about here. But to some level yellow is still dualistic and is not transcended until we look at stage turquoise really um there's 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 yellow can just be too bogged down by its thinking and its modeling and its building systems um and so sometimes that can be a negative thing um it can often be unwilling to transcend beyond its models beyond its concepts um, and even spiral dynamics must be left behind to move on um, into greater stages. The, 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 the need for models and the need to model everything needs to be let go um, if we're to continue to transcend and to grow. Um, yellow can often lead to arrogance if it's not, um, if, if there's an unhealthy balance between yellow and some other elements. 
Um, so like I said, yellow doesn't look at stages as better or worse. It, it looks at them simply as they just are what they are. Um, but if, if we are at stage yellow partially and have some negative uh, elements, there can be a bit of arrogance there. And even at times, even though it sees other stages as not better or worse, sometimes yellow can, um, can get a bit of an ego trip itself as it swings into this ego state, where at least it thinks it's at least a little bit better on some level, which it shouldn't, um, and it doesn't typically. Um, but it can do at times. Um, yellow can be a bit idealistic uh, and not pragmatic enough at times, so it still needs to actually work this stuff out so it can be coming up with all these systems but actually can really struggle to, to follow through the, the, the systems because quite often yellow is so visionary that uh, they struggle to finish implementing the visionary part and orange can often struggle with this as well. Um, yellow usually needs a team for this, right? It usually needs a team to make its systems work, but because yellow likes to work alone, it struggles to work with the team. Uh, and so that can be a real problem for people at stage yellow sometimes. Um, so they can often, because they like to work alone, because they can be lone wolves, because they can be isolated, they can be sometimes quite lonely and disconnected. Uh, stage yellow, they can be quite uh, prone to, to being quite isolated. Um, they struggle to build communities a lot of the time. Uh, because they're so driven and, and want to be alone and work alone quite a lot, um, they can become quite uh, isolated from communities. And at times they can be emotionally distant, right? So they can start to create a bit of distance between themselves and their groups um, as they build on that stage green on that. A lot of those communities and groups that they've developed, um, as they grow and they develop and they become a bit more of a lone wolf, they can, they can, um, they can actually in being isolated, in being distant, they can lose a lot of that emotional capacity that they've developed um, and, and, and not be so empathetic and, and compassionate. Uh, and that can be a negative element as well. All right, I'm gonna take a break here and I'm gonna come right back in and look at uh, the Christian effects of uh, stage yellow and what that looks like. I'll see you in a sec. So let's look at some Christian effects of being at stage yellow. So this is where the rubber hits the road. This is where we start to see some of the most evolved um, models of Christianity. Now, uh, if you're at earlier stages of Christianity, you might not like a lot of this as, as you may not have liked some of the other stages and that's okay as well. Like you can have your uh, expression of Christianity at whatever stage you're at, that's okay. God seems to be okay with that and however that works. Um, but Stage Yellow is going to start to explore a lot of these things in new ways. It, you're gonna see a, a gradual um, evolution from Stage Green, uh, which was quite a gradual evolution from Stage Orange. Um, so we're gonna see certain things become a bit heightened and certain things stay relatively the same. And there'll be a couple of big jumps as well at Stage Yellow, which is quite interesting, which probably comes from this ability to see things so multi-perspectively. So first of all, let's look at the Bible. Well, how does Stage Yellow see the Bible? Now, Stage Bible, uh, it, it, Stage Bible, my brain, Stage Yellow, um, it uses uh, modern rational inquiry, but it also discerns the excesses of this approach. Um, so there's no longer a question over if it's usable or not. Um, it, it, it recognizes that yes, there's, there's, there's a way that we can engage with this rationally. There's, there's, we should critique it. We should be skeptical of it. We should you know, question how it was built, how it was whatever. That's all fine, yes, but 
is there a way that something deeper, something spiritual can speak to us? Of course, of course it can speak to us through this, this great rich text that, of which just explores how many people throughout history have engaged with God and an, and an entire nation has engaged with God, how Jesus was revealed to his followers and how they explored who he was. You know, it, it starts to see, well, of course, this is an indispensable source to us today. Um, of what God might be like and how we might engage with God. So it values the Bible. It, it, it often refers to the Bible and it, it will study the Bible, generally speaking, stage yellow. Now, not always. That's okay if, 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 if you don't need to do that at stage yellow. It, it, it's okay. But generally speaking, people with a Christian bent will start to do all of this at stage yellow. Um, many views are still held on the Bible, um, but they tend to coexist without any real issue at stage yellow. Um, Yellow's given up on fighting about what the Bible is. Um, it uh, sees the Bible generally as a fascinating account of the spiritual evolutionary path. And so Yellow will see, just as it sees the stages in society and throughout history, it will see the stages within the scriptures. It will see as it um, continues throughout time, it will go, oh, this this is the people becoming a bit less purple and a bit more red. Oh, this is them seeing this community of followers of God that are red starting to explore some blue and interacting with blue societies. Um, so that's going to be a really interesting way that yellow approached with scripture. Stage yellow is going to recognize that while Jesus was at a late stage of the spiral, um, potentially yellow, potentially beyond, um, but they are going to recognize that those who followed him and recorded his words and taught and interpreted um, him were not probably at stage yellow or beyond. Okay, so while they themselves probably evolved because of Jesus's teaching, they may have become a bit more blue or a bit more orange or whatever it might have been from wherever they might have been before, um, they, they probably did evolve from his teaching. Um, it's likely that they were still quite low in the spiral. And it's very likely that those that came after them were also quite a bit lower um, than even the disciples were. Um, and so this is a tension that's held when they approach the scripture at stage yellow. Um, it, they, they recognize that Jesus was um, deeply enlightened and, and very evolved, very, very high up on the spiral. But there was, um, there was an understanding that those that listened to him, those that recorded his words, those that taught after him, were probably quite a bit less evolved and less developed as Jesus was. Now, what's amazing, and Yellow recognizes this, is how much of that enlightened, evolved teaching came through. Like I said, you know, um, stage Yellow can recognize, oh my gosh, the Bible is still speaking to people at multiple stages. These parables, these, these teachings of Jesus are reaching all through the stages. You know, when I'm at stage blue, they're speaking to me. When I'm at stage green, they're speaking to me. And even now at stage yellow, they're speaking to me. This was an incredible set of wisdom and teaching that Jesus put forward. The Bible and science are no longer um, fighting, um, but rather they find peace together um, and can be explored together at stage yellow. Um, it, stage yellow will explore documents beyond the Bible. Um, it won't uh, have a problem with reading something like the Gospel of Thomas uh, the Gospel of Mary. Something like that isn't going to be a problem for someone at stage yellow. While at stage blue, that might terrify uh, someone reading uh, a Gnostic Gospel. It's, it's, it's heresy, it's evil. Um, stage yellow isn't going to have a problem with that because it's just looking at multi-perspectival -perspective, 
um, disciplines. It's, it's going, oh, well, what did the Gnostics believe or what did that group believe or what is this document saying? And oh, interesting, what can I learn from that? What, where's the value and truth in that? It doesn't have to be equally true. It just can be somewhat true, can have some value. And so Yellow is gonna start exploring that. It's gonna read the writings of other uh, mystics. It's going to read other faiths scriptures. Um, and it will wisely discern the truth in all things, okay? Now, it's not to say that yellow is incapable of being deceived or, or just believing what it wants. Of course, it's gonna do that to some degree. But again, because it's aware of that, it becomes somewhat protected from it. Um, and so yellow is suddenly able to explore the Bible, but will also find other writings to be profound spiritual teachers as well. Um, Yellow will, generally speaking, read the Bible through a hermeneutic of Jesus. So what was Jesus's hermeneutic is a central question for someone at Yellow. They're going to go, well, how did Jesus read the Bible? How did Jesus approach his scriptures and his sacred texts? Oh, wow. He read them through a lens of love. He found the love and he discounted parts of his scripture that weren't loving. Parts of his scripture that said that God and the divine were unloving, he just ignored them. He cut them out of his quotations. He just, he just didn't include them. And he emphasized parts that would say that were that God loved some people. He would change them to say that God loved all people. You know, he would, he would work around the scriptures love. He would work, work those scriptures into um, a funnel that said God is love. And so yellow is going to, generally speaking, try and employ the same hermeneutic, same lens through it which it it reads scriptures, it might even use that lens to read other texts, other scriptures, other documents. And it's going to go, how does this show God to be? God is love, God, this divine being is love. Um, that's gonna be our main focus at stage yellow. Um, yellow uh, embraces, um, rejects, and ignores parts of scripture, just as Jesus did. Um, and so it's gonna be very, um, discerning and wise as to how it approaches scripture. Um, now it's not to say that it doesn't value all of scripture, but it chooses which parts are to be uh, seen as greater truths than others, which parts are to be held as eternal truth versus truth for that day. Things like that are very uh, understandable to someone at Yellow. Um, and so they recognize that Jesus transcended and included his scriptures, and they also transcend and include their scriptures. How does stage yellow see God? Well, this is a really interesting uh, topic as well. So generally speaking, God is powerful, but not in the ways that most earlier stages uh, consider power to be. So God is this creative intelligence. He's uh, an evolutionary impulse. He's the thing that begins everything and continues to see it grow and grow and grow like a systems thinker. He creates a system that will continue and continue. It's sustainable and it continues to evolve and grow and get better and better and better. God is all encompassing love. God is healing energy. God is uh, transforming compassion. There's no need to protect God at stage yellow or God's image. That's not something that yellow needs to worry about. It's not worried about God's image. It recognizes that God's image is amazing and wonderful and is in and of itself. Other people's perspective of it being anything else, it just is. Of course they believe that. That's where they're at. So stage yellow doesn't feel the need to attack other people who are bad-mouthing God. Um, 
They, of course, do desire to help people grow in their perspective of God and hopefully grow to see God as loving and kind because it will help them become more loving and kind. It will help them to be more healthy, etc. But they don't uh, feel the need to protect God and they don't feel the need to force a change of how people see God. Um, the, world, the word God, uh, which was uh, in some of the earlier stages almost problematic, um, is suddenly seen as a bit more uh, acceptable. Um, but it's seen as wonderful and weird. It's seen as both. It's, uh, it's the most unique linguistic and theological treasure um, in that God obviously doesn't sum up this extraordinary, wonderful being that is in everything and permeates everything and works through everything and is above everything but within everything. And uh, you know, This thing cannot just be summed up in this word God. It's such a, a weird concept that it can even... Um, but it also understands that this word God can be quite dangerous when it's locked into limited paradigms and definitions. And so at this stage, God has spoken freely without uh, any worry of confusion uh, with a traditional meaning of God. So yellow isn't going to get confused about what God means and, and think it means what they would have thought at stage blue or orange or red or purple. Um, but rather they're going to just use God and accept, well, God can mean whatever it might mean. Um, they they're often, however, use lots of other phrases and words. And so they'll use a lot of these terms that started to emerge at stage green. They'll use things like universal wisdom, ultimate mystery, uh, infinite being, higher power, uh, sacred mystery, being itself, uh, the sacred, maker of heaven and earth, uh, spirit, I am that I am. Uh, the creator, the self-existent one, the divine, uh, the beloved, uh, the cosmic Christ, um, the ground of all being. You'll hear that a lot. Uh, dearest friends, the great I am. Uh, they, they, they will use all kinds of terms because they recognize that ultimately any name that we give God is just, it's just a, it's just a metaphor. It's, 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 it's a limited human expression of something that is beyond a word or a name anyway. Um, and so God is thrown into the mix, but it is not a better word than any of those other phrases or words. Um, they embrace all three faces of God. Now, this is an interesting concept um, by a guy called Paul Smith. Um, but the three faces of God are third person, second person, and third person. So third person is they contemplate about God. So this God that is out there, this God that is the third person, uh, seen from a third person perspective, um, they, they contemplate about God. Um, but with the second person perspective, they have an intimate relationship with God. So this God that is a being that can be related to um, but they also have a first-person perspective as they are in union as God, that God is within and that they themselves uh, uh, constitute a part of what it is to be divine, um, that the divine lives and breathes and moves and has being within them, that it's no longer them that live, but Christ, the divine within them. Um, and so no longer do they ask, do you believe God? But they now would ask, how do you experience the divine? That's a very yellow question of, uh, regarding God. Let's look at Jesus. How do stage yellow see Jesus? Now, this is going to be one, probably our biggest uh, topic here. I think it's going to be one of our more core central elements. Um, 
As with at stage green where we see Jesus and Christ start to separate, you're gonna see that fully become a, a reality. And so Jesus is a mystical reformer. He's a prophetic human who fully realized and manifested his divine identity. Um, Jesus includes the, the best of Judaism, but transcends that uh, which is no longer adequate that is part of Judaism. He is the perfect personification of the Christ consciousness. So this reality that is Christ, Jesus is the perfect representation of Christ um, and, and Christ consciousness. Now, people at stage yellow are gonna see Christ consciousness has many labels outside of Christianity. So they might see Christ consciousness inside people that talk about Krishna consciousness. They would see that as similar. Uh, they would see the Buddha mind as being similar, the universal principle, um, being one with the spirit, uh, the cosmic mind. These kind of phrases are gonna be seen almost synonymous as the, with, the, with the Christ consciousness. Um, so Jesus would just as much be able to say uh, Jesus was Christ consciousness. They would be able to say that Jesus had Buddha mind or Jesus was being one with the spirit. Um, that might be very yellow thinking potentially. Um, Jesus never confines God to our religion, but he does define God for our religion. Um, yellow people will um, see that Jesus leads us beyond himself as a person to the Christ within Jesus, which is divine. Um, but yellow would say, so is everyone. Everyone has this Christ within them. Um, and so Jesus is the first person to live fully human and fully divine. Um, it, he is a model uh, which we too can follow um, and be filled with Christ. Um, as he said, I am the light of the world, but so are you. You are the light of the world as well. And so yellow would really embrace that. They would see Jesus as the light of the world, but they would also say, and I am the light of the world. Now, just as there were three faces of God, there are three faces of Christ. And so there is the infinite face of Christ, this the third person Christ, uh, connection with Christ, which is the cosmic Christ. You know, that Richard Rohr, or Matthew Fox, these concepts of, of the Christ that is above everything and in everything, and he's everywhere, everything uh, is full of Christ. Um, Paul talks about this in many ways. He says, Christ is the firstborn of all creation. Christ is the image of the invisible God. In Christ, all things in heaven and on earth were created, things visible and invisible. All things have been created through Christ and for Christ. Christ is before all things. In Christ, all things hold together. Uh, for in Christ, the all fullness of the Godhead was pleased to dwell through Christ. God was pleased to reconcile all things. He's very much all about the in Christ, 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 Christ. Um, Paul talks a lot more about Christ than he talks about Jesus, way more. Um, and so it's really interesting to see that dynamic. Now, Jesus himself talks about uh, uh, God as uh, um, in, in the third person, the infinite face of God. Um, he talks mostly about this concept uh, in the Gospel of John. He speaks about himself in the cosmic Christ kind of language rather than a historic Christ. You know, so he talks about the I am, you know, I am the good shepherd, I am the way. Um, reading this through a traditional lens, maybe through a blue lens, we can see that the historical Christ being the only way, this person, Jesus, um, it requires a knowledge of that person and a, and a devotion to that person, Jesus. But with Christ uh, being so inclusive, 
Yellow would argue, could it be that he's talking about the consciousness in which he embodied? Is it the, the Christ consciousness, the thing that resides within all and makes up all things? Is it through that that he is the way? Um, is it through that that one finds their way to the Father? Um, he goes on with his I am's, you know, I am the bread of life, I am the door, I am the light of the world, I am the vine, uh, I am the resurrection. Um, he talks about holding everything together. Um, this infinite Christ is, uh, is, is a thing that holds everything together, that, that pieces everything together. Every, every atom is held by Christ. Um, that's the third person perspective of Christ. It's an objective uh, perspective which embraces the infinite Christ, the mind of God. Um, yeah, it captures it all. So there is an intimate face of Christ, though, this second person uh, perspective in which we can engage with Christ. <clears throat> Excuse me. And this is the historical and ever-present person, Jesus, uh, who is recorded in history. Yellow would seem as recorded in history as this historical person and is ever-present in his spiritual body. Um, now, there are two errors that can go on here, right? So Yellow would recognize that um, a historical Jesus without a cosmic Christ is very small and actually quite tribal. Uh, it makes a very tribal faith, a very us-them reality. But they also recognize that there's this twist in that a cosmic Christ without a historical Jesus uh, loses the perfect model of Christ. Um, it loses this Christ-conscious model in human form. It loses Jesus. And so to yellow... Um, the teachings of Jesus and the relationship we can have with this person, it perf uh, the person who perfectly embodies the Christ consciousness is deeply important, the second person connection with Jesus, because that is what helps uh, Stage Yellow draw out themselves that Christ consciousness and grow in that Christ consciousness. Um, there's an intersubjective standpoint which adores the person of Jesus uh, the incarnate Christ. And so it's, it's intersubjective in the sense that it recognizes that we all are engaging with this person, Jesus, and that we can, in and of ourselves, we might be biased, but as a group, we, we can understand a more full and beautiful picture. Um, and of course, there's the first person perspective of Christ, the inner face of Christ. And this is Christ in you, the hope of glory. I, I, not I live, uh, but Christ that lives in me. Uh, the kingdom of God is within you. The, all the in Christ's and Christ in you uh, throughout all of the, uh, the New Testament that you'll find. Um, at this state, uh, this perspective of uh, Christ, this first person perspective of Christ, the goal is not to be a Christian, but to be a Christ. Um, this, uh, this creates uh, a subjective awareness that is awake to the inner presence of Christ, that Christ is within me, that, that the Christ exists and, and inhabits me. Now, yellow is gonna be the first stage that starts to open back up to, um, to worship fully um, the person of Christ. And so this is a question a lot of people at stage orange and green have is can I worship Jesus? And so orange and green are really struggling with this because they're not sure how to engage with the second person of Christ, of Jesus. Um, but the thing is that Yellow recognizes that it's grateful for his life and history and the presence 
that he has in history and a presence that he has in the presence that he is here right now as a person, as a spiritual being. Um, and so they recognize that they become like what they adore. So many worship Jesus solely in order to admire him. Um, but the goal uh, at stage yellow, this is what the goal would be, is that we worship Jesus in, um, with a desire that we become like him that as we worship him, we become like him. Um, we experience Jesus, we, uh, we experience his love, his healing, his guidance, his grace, and all of that good stuff, we experience that in worship of him. Uh, and we, we worship the divine within Jesus, right? We worship Christ within Jesus, the God fully realized within human. Um, but this then brings up an argument uh, that many would have that go, well, well, shouldn't we worship the second person of Christ within each other, within everyone? Is this going to lead to some weird dynamic where we worship one another? Um, now, some divide on this. There would be some people at Stage Yellow that say, yeah, but the general overarching consensus at Stage Yellow is that while we revere and honor Christ within one another, uh, that People do not worship Christ within one another. We worship Christ within Jesus. We, we worship the person of Jesus. Um, and so you can kind of wrestle with that as you come to it yourself. Uh, but that's some of the dynamics and tensions still existing within worship. How do we, how do we engage with this? The Orthodox Church does this um, through its iconography, right? So icons serve to lift up that which they symbolize um, they lift up to a higher level of thought and feeling. Um, namaste is a good example of that, right? So the light or the divine in me recognizes and honors the light and divine in you. Um, that's, a, that's a great example of, of what it is to honor Christ and honor, honor Christ within. Um, right, let's look at mystical. Um, at the mystical level, uh, at the at yellow stage of, of mystical, we're going to see that um, there's a great distinction between the superstitious and the spiritual. Now, green was starting to do this, but still brought in loads of superstitious stuff um, as, it, as it rejected a lot of its rationality, as it transcended, but failed to include a lot of its rationality. Um, in the spiritual level, it became too open and, and in, while it embraced a lot of good post-rational spirituality, it also brought in a lot of pre-rational superstition. And so yellow is going to get a lot better at distinguishing between these two. Um, it still embraces science and rationality and that gives it a lot of help. Um, it values the scientific exploration of the universe, but also the mystical uh, spiritual exploration of the universe. Um, and actually, this is a lot of where we do see a lot of the quantum mechanics and the more complex, nuanced science that's happening today is coming from this marriage of these two. Might be yellow, might be a bit of green. There's probably a lot more green going on in it. Um, but, but it marries these two at stage yellow and it, can, and it can incorporate that. And so it incorporates a lot of science and rationality and spirituality into its faith uh, stage yellow. The mystical suggests, uh, sorry, uh, I jumped ahead in my notes there. Um, 
there's less supernatural language and more mystical language at this stage. So supernatural suggests God intervenes from on high. So God is up there and he's coming in and intervening. But mystical, it suggests that God is already present and we become ever more aware of that presence and we release that presence from within. That the, that the presence of God is within us and that we release it out. Um, mystics are people who are experiencing God and God becomes at this level of yellow uh, an experienced reality. Um, beliefs about God are very secondary to experiences of God. Um, Jesus was first and foremost a mystic, right? So he was first and foremost motivated and, and driven by his experience of God, his engagement with God, much more than just his belief about God. Um, but few such mystics are really welcome in a lot of churches um, because most warn against mystics and mystical people. Um, they'll mostly be found in new quote-unquote spiritual movements or Eastern religions. Um, many uh, have found their way uh, into this place of mysticism through psychedelics or through some sort of spiritual alternative state through a profound vision or trance or a dream. Uh, where they meet the Christ or the divine connects with them in some way. Um, and that often furthers their incompatibility with traditional church as well because they reject things like trances and visions or, God forbid, psychedelics, you know, things like that. Like, that's not going to be compatible with uh, a lot of these earlier stages of church. Um, there's a belief in a deeper state of existence beyond the ordinary, tangible uh, world of day-to-day -day at stage yellow. There's a great uh, acceptance of something that is deeper, something that is more real, something that is uh, that is holding it all together and, and, and working in and through all of it um, that we do not tangibly engage with. Um, at stage yellow, uh, it it celebrates altered states within the Bible and in mystics um, of all faiths, not just Christianity. And so it will look at other uh, spiritual texts and it will see mystical experiences in altered states and it will celebrate them. It will look to other religions and it will see mystics of those religions and it will celebrate them. Um, it, generally speaking, is... Um, is quite an individualistic movement, um, the mysticism. Uh, they don't generally play well in groups, right? And so this is where the yellow bent comes in a little bit, um, where they tend to be a bit of a lone wolf. Uh, and because they're so experiential, uh, they tend to experience God on their own uh, uh, rather than experiencing God as groups. And maybe this is a little bit of a negative uh, creeping in, but it's also a very great positive, right? That they can do that. And so I think that's just something that needs to be balanced and, and find some, some uh, balance within there potentially. Um, there's not much room for community experience when we look at something like an altered state, right? So you can't, as a community, have a trance or a vision or a dream, generally speaking. I've, I've not heard of any uh, group uh, dreams or group trances or group visions. Uh, maybe they exist, but generally speaking, it doesn't seem to be a common uh, thing. And so many in this place can tend to be quite individualistic uh, in the practice of their mysticism. Um, and so our sense of wonder that was lost at stage purple and tribal um, is reborn at stage yellow when people start to engage with the, the mysticism uh, that is available to them. 
Let's look at state, uh, sin and, and salvation. So what about sin? Um, sin is uh, it's something that it's when we're not being true to our divine selves. That's how stage yellow would look at sin. And so externally, sin is, is oppression, uh, you know, as a system, it's something that oppresses people. Um, but internally, sin is what it is to identify with the ego, which yellow starts to let go of. Yellow starts to let go, um, even though it's a more egoic sense, it's starting to recognize that, that spirituality does not happen within the ego, but it happens something is beyond the ego. And so sin is when we identify with the ego. It's when we say, no, it's not Christ within us, it's me. So true spirituality says it's no longer I, it's Christ within me. And so um, sin is when we say it's I, not Christ within me. Um, and that's how yellow would see um, sin, generally speaking. But it doesn't usually use the word sin anymore. Uh, sin is too loaded with two millennia of abusive religious baggage. Um, and so it, generally speaking, puts that to the side. It does believe that there are sin, that there is bad things. Um, it believes sin is to miss the mark, you know, to, to do something um, that, that oppresses, that, that focuses on the ego. Um, it's manifesting our wrong identity in unloving attitudes and actions. There's all sorts of ways that sin is engaged with this at this level, but generally speaking, it's not talked of as sin. And salvation is an interesting one at this level as well. So salvation becomes less wrapped up with atonement theories um, and it uh, starts to be more connected with um, the incarnation, with, with God coming into reality, with God being in all things. And so at stage yellow, we're not focused on how did the cross save us. We're focused on, oh wow, Jesus represents as he, as he shows that God is in all of creation, that Christ is in all of us, that the kingdom of heaven is within all of us, and the kingdom of heaven is with at hand, it's all around us, that that shows us that, well, we are saved, that there, there is no salvation, it is that we are. Um, and so things like atonement theory um, tend to be less linked to our salvation. Um, the, the cross is deeply meaningful and, and, uh, and powerful, but it isn't for our saved saving it isn't to save us from god um, that's something that's not required at this stage any longer um, there's certainly no room for atonement theories that are linked to punitive measures because god is not punitive so penal substitution substitutionary um, atonement that kind of stuff just falls to the side um, being saved or salvation is seen as coming home to our true selves and connecting with the divine. It's, it's an awakening to what already is. It's an awakening to who we are. It's an awakening to the fact that the divine is within us. Um, it's to awaken to the truth that we are all beloved children of God and we always have been beloved children of God. Um, our, that our truest self is like Jesus. Our truest self is Christ. Um, salvation is to awaken into who we already are and be free to explore that. And so yellow uh, looks at salvation quite radically differently um, than earlier stages. What about heaven and hell? Well, yellow, much like the prior stages, it sees hell as Gehenna, the garbage dump. Um, Jesus never connected Gehenna with one's religion. Um, in all 11 examples where Jesus talks about Gehenna, um, with um, he connects Gehenna, this hell, with being unloving, uh, not with unbelief. 
And Jesus links Gehenna to those who oppress others here and now. Um, there are over 30 passages in the Bible that points to all ultimately being saved. And so these are the passages that, that yellows tend to focus on. They tend to look at these passages through a totally different lens, a totally different perspective, and they seem to elevate scriptures that suggest ultimate reconciliation above scriptures that suggest an eternal conscious torment, much like how at earlier stages they will elevate scriptures that say that all will be punished much higher than scriptures that say all will be saved. Now the scriptures are there that seem to say both, but the different stage causes us to read it through a different lens. So how ultimately for stage yellow is, um, it really is an alienation from our true self. It's a disconnect from the Christ that is within. It's a disconnect from knowing that the divine resides in us and knowing who we truly are and being who we truly are. So both heaven and hell have a present dimension for yellow. And um, there's an ever evolving future to heaven and hell for yellow as well. So heaven is, ex is ever expanding and its beauty and its goodness and its truth wherever it is found. Um, what about the kingdom of heaven? Well, there's a, the kingdom of heaven is this, this non-dualistic vision of Jesus, isn't it? It's, it's, yellow sees it as no separation between God and us. It's a oneness between us and the divine. Yellow uh, sees it between, as, as no uh, separation between uh, us, you know, myself and another. Um, and so there's no separation between me and God, but there's no separation between me and you. And that is the kingdom of heaven. Jesus, uh, Yellow would say, didn't preach Christianity was at hand, but rather the kingdom of God was at hand. And so um, Yellow will distinguish that, Christ that Christianity is not the kingdom of God. That Christianity is an expression of the kingdom of God potentially, but so are other things and other realities. And so while the traditional church believes the goal is to get people into heaven, integral church, the, the yellow church, will believe that the goal is to get heaven into people. Um, and so it's a very different perspective where the, the traditional church is trying to get people into heaven. Um, yellow church is gonna try and get, it uh, trying to get heaven into people, to get them to waken up to that reality of being one with God, one with one another, Christ in them, the hope of glory. Um, for yellow, while Christianity is good, the kingdom of heaven is better, right? Because it's a greater, broader thing which contains uh, Christianity, but is bigger than Christianity. Uh, the kingdom of heaven is a, as a, not a religion, but it's a consciousness. It's, in a, it's a way of thinking. It's a psychological development almost. Um, it's, it's, it's an awakening to a reality. Um, for Luke, Luke, uh, you know, they would quote Luke saying, the kingdom of God, heaven is within you. Uh, they would quote the Gospel of Thomas because remember, they read the Gospel of Tom, Thomas at stage yellow and they'd be happy to do so. And they would read this passage, let me read it for you, that rather the kingdom is inside you and it is outside of you. When you come to know yourself, then you will become known. You will realize that it is you who are the sons of the living Father. And that's Jesus being quoted by a, uh, Gospel of Thomas, um, but saying that the kingdom is within you and it is above and around you and everywhere. It is all encompassing this kingdom. Uh, and so Yellow would love that, that passage from the Gospel of Thomas. Um, for Yellow, the kingdom of heaven is first an inner reality and second, a reality that flows from us into 
the worlds. What about prayer? Well, we, we, usually this is prayer and worship. We've kind of talked a bit about worship and how that can be something that we open up to at this stage, but also we kind of push back at it at still at this stage. We still find problems with. And so prayer is an inspired state uh, of consciousness where God is both experienced relationally and also internally uh, is he's found as an internal identification. Um, and so... Let me think how I'm going to say that better. Uh, yeah, pr- at, at stage yellow, prayer is something that is it's it's a it's an awareness, it's it's a reality, it's an awakening, and so it's when we awake to the fact that God is within, that God is here, that God is with me, that that I'm experiencing God right now, that I can identify uh, as Christ right now that is when we step into prayer. And so prayer and worship starts to become a central and an integral um, part of Christianity at Stage Yellow. Um, Prayer for healing is now um, back into the mix, but like Stage Green, it's sending healing energy from within uh, oneself to other people because Christ is within, the divine is within, and it flows out of us. Um, And so um, generally speaking, prayer will be something that is funneled. It's, it's, it's God from within flowing out of us and into others. Um, the, thir- the three persons of, of, of God, of Christ, uh, this third person dynamic, uh, the second person dynamic, first person dynamic, start to come into play with uh, prayer and how that works as well. So at third person, uh, understanding of God, um, you know, the God who is everywhere and everything, um, it, Prayer at that stage is, is or at, at that expression is reflection, it's contemplation, uh, it's meditation. Um, it's, it's, yeah, prayer is reflection, meditation about God. It's contemplation about God. That's what prayer will look at when we understand God as the third person. But prayer will look different as we understand God as the second person, as this individual being that we're connecting with because prayer becomes communion with God. Um, and so that will look like things like help prayers, right? It's like, Jesus, help. Help me, God. Help. Uh, we're crying out to a person at that stage. And that becomes, it, it returns at stage yellow. Um, it looks like gratitude prayers. We're thanking a being. We're thanking a thing. And that's at stage at yellow. That will be uh, a second person prayer. And it also looks like worship becomes reintroduced as we as we worship the second person of God um, and we can surrender to this God right we can surrender to this second person this being that is God um, first person prayer um, will look like what I was talking about with with healing like it's releasing divine energy from within and so it can um, also so it might be healing prayer it might be releasing a word of encouragement that's divine or, or, or something that we couldn't possibly have known we might speak over someone like a word of knowledge um, it can also look like affirmations, so we can release something from within upon ourselves almost, this like feedback loop of, of Christ within feeding into us um, as, we, as we speak what is true um, from within upon ourselves. Um, we become in that process uh, a co-creator with God in prayer. Um, and so there's a shift from being an interventionist um, to being the transmission of prayer. So we're not just intervening, we're actually transmitting 
prayer into people. So we're not going, God, please do something in that situation. We're saying, here's some God. You need it in this situation. Um, a totally different shift. Um, you know, intervention prayer is really, it's very purple, red, blue, um, where we ask God who is up in the heavens to remember us or do something for us. But transmission prayer shifts more into green and, uh, and yellow where we, uh, we, we, we funnel God. We don't even ask. We, we release God from within upon situations and people. Um, and transmission prayer is very much modeled on Jesus. That's how Jesus seems to operate a lot of the time is he just released healing from within. He released forgiveness from within. He, he released these things from within. Um, the Christ within is, is, the, is the essence that is released. Um, he never asked God to heal people. He, he never asked God to intervene. He simply released healing. He spoke to waves. He did these things because that is who he was. And so yellow recognizes that we are the voice, the hands, the feet of God, and we transmit God in this world. Okay, let's look at transformational dilemma. So what is going to cause yellow to grow? So this is going to be some of the, the negative elements and, and what might help it grow as it develops into uh, turquoise, which we're not going to look into great depth. I might return and do a video if there's enough demand for it and if I can get my head around it. Because frankly, turquoise is, um, is so advanced that I myself really struggle to comprehend uh, what turquoise is um, and, and really uh, to articulate it and make it simple to understand in a short video like this is really hard because for each of these videos, for each of these stages, I've done dozens and dozens of hours of study um, to get to the place where I can communicate, you know, a two hour video or a three hour video. You might think that a two or three hour video is long, but some of these have taken up to a hundred hours of study. Um, and uh, for me to do that on a topic that I just am not getting, I'm not fully understanding, I'm not really, no part of me yet is turquoise, you know, at least a bit of me is yellow. Um, so I'm really gonna struggle to probably put together a turquoise video. Maybe in the future I might come back and redo one as I start to um, explore some of that. But frankly, I'm focusing on it, just getting some of me into yellow would be good. Um, so we'll look at some transformational dilemma just in case you're all over it. Maybe you can record a guest video for me um, if you get there before me. Um, that would be awesome, I'd really appreciate that. Um, so transformational, what's gonna cause some, what, what dilemmas are yellow gonna face? What are some of the ceilings of yellow that are gonna push it into turquoise? Well, yellow is going to start desiring more community. Um, it's going to desire a deeper spirituality because there can be quite a limited spirituality at stage yellow. Now, I just talked about all these amazing things and amazing, wonderful ways that uh, yellow can engage with God and meet with God, and it's so much richer than uh, green and orange and blue and so on and so forth. But it's still quite na it's quite, quite shallow. There's still a lot of depth to spirituality at turquoise that, that yellow isn't experiencing, and, and it will find some limitations and wants to go deeper. Um, and so that desire to go deeper is going to push it um, through the, the barrier between yellow and turquoise. Uh, Excuse me, it starts to understand that um, understanding doesn't equal happiness. So just like at Orange where um, just having things and success doesn't equal happiness, at Yellow, Yellow just loves knowing and understanding, but, but understanding and knowing um, isn't going to 
ultimately lead you to happiness. It doesn't make you happy. You need something beyond that, and that's going to push you into the depths of the of the spiritual, uh, which is starting to find be found at stage turquoise. Turquoise is the spiritual stage, and so um, it's 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 next level. It's transpersonal. It's it's beyond um, all these kind of nitty gritty systems and things. Um, and so yeah, it's going to really desire that. Um, it's one thing to embody something, it's another thing to understand it, you know? And so um, while yellow understands a lot of these things, it can sometimes struggle to embody it. Um, and so while yellow is gonna talk about spirituality well, it's gonna really struggle to fully engage and do spirituality well. That's where um, stepping into tur stage turquoise is gonna really come into its own. Um, it's got to start moving from self-actualization to self-transcendence. And so it's got to stop focusing on becoming something incredible to transcending itself, um, you know, and, and that's going um, to sound pretty wild and weird and crazy and funky to you. But, but that is really what um, Turquoise is all about. It's about transcending. It's about um, being beyond oneself. It's about being... Uh, becoming one with something much bigger and greater than just the individual self that is Phil or Bob or Sarah or, you know, Ruth. Um, you know, you need to transcend that and, and let that ego go and become something uh, greater if you're to become one with with God, with, with the divine, with Christ. Um, if you're truly to be able to say it's no longer I, but Christ, um, you need to let go of that. Um, it needs to uh, move on from, so you'll see as part of that stage yellow is going to, um, it's going to stop developing itself and start deconstructing itself. It's going to start deconstructing the ego. Um, and that probably sounds terrifying to you, um, but that is part and parcel of the process. I, I know it sounds terrifying to me, um, and that's part of my limitation of me moving um, any of the yellow parts I have into turquoise is, is my resistance to deconstructing myself. Uh, I'm still too wrapped up in orange uh, and, and maybe even the bits of yellow I have are still too wrapped up in ego. Um, but being mostly orange, a little bit of green, a little bit of yellow, I'm still too wrapped up in myself to, to really, uh, there's not enough limitations there for me for me to start deconstructing myself and deconstructing my ego and, and fully embracing just being Christ. Um, and so uh, just where I'm at, and it might well be where you are, um, it's very likely that's where you are if you're at any of those earlier stages. Um, you have to shift from the, the concept of doing and thinking to simply being. Um, moments of enlightenment, um, you know, uh, these altered states, these these profound visions and trances. Um, again, the use of psychedelics. I know I've mentioned that a few times. I'm hopeful that that isn't too triggering for you. That's not something that you're getting too upset by. Um, but things like psychedelics have been used throughout, you know, millennia um, to to push people into something that is beyond themselves, into something profound, and and has forced people into some. Uh, some level of deeper spirituality and, and that can be very um, significant you know you talk about all these people back in 
um, in the 60s and, and the 70s with these psychedelic movements, but they, they talked about becoming one with the universe, about we're all one and we're connected to the divine and things like that. And actually a lot of this language is, is really where yellow and on into turquoise um, seems to be framing uh, its spirituality. Uh, and even within the concepts of Christ and Christianity, um, there's an element of letting go of oneself, letting go of one's ego, becoming one with God, becoming one with one another. Um, that stuff um, can often be um, accelerated with, with something like a psychedelic experience or um, a profound encounter with God through a trance or a vision or, you know, in, in a sense going into a trance where you recognize you're one with God or one with all people or having a dream where that experience uh, comes about. But those can be real transformational dilemmas that can really push people um, to move on. And really only stage green and yellow are going to start to be open to those. You know, um, orange might be somewhat open to it depending on how it's informed its rationality and its science. If it's looked into some of those things and it has some nice data for it, it might be open to it. But generally speaking, it's going to struggle to rational, uh, rationalize it and therefore it might well reject uh, a lot of that. Going on solo meditation retreats or isolated um, retreats into a monastery where you're not allowed to talk for a couple of weeks and you just sit with your thoughts, you sit with God, you sit with the divine, you meditate on what it is to be Christ in you. Things like that are going to help you uh, transition and shift. Uh, long periods of isolation will help as well. Now, I don't know about you, I'm married, uh, suggesting to my wife, hey, I'm going to have, you know, like a month of isolation. It's not going to go well. So again, this isn't always going to work. It's not always practical. Um, but these are certain things that can really push people over the edge. Um, and so, hey, if you're single and you're not yet um, too attached to lockdown, these are great methods, you know, these long spiritual retreats, these long periods of isolation. Now, that isn't always healthy, depending on where you're at, okay? So be aware of that, okay? But if you are really rooted in stage yellow, you're mostly in stage yellow, you're gonna be able to navigate that well. Um, if you're earlier, you know, stage green, blue, uh, orange, suggesting this might be a really unhealthy thing. It could end up getting quite nihilistic, quite uh, distressing. If you're really needing to feed from community, it could be really depressive. And so be sensible in how you approach these things and be self-aware to know which stage you're at and what things you're applying here, okay? Um, true yoga, I say uh, that with some sensitivity and an awareness that I'll offend people, but most yoga that most people do, especially here in the West, is not very much true yoga. There's no real spirituality to it. Now, I know a lot of Christians are terrified of spirituality behind yoga, but a lot of the spirituality behind yoga is about is, is about transcending the ego, transcending the self, um, connecting with the divine, connecting with God. And, and so a lot of these models, if you can engage with them on their true spiritual connection, um, and generally speaking, it's gonna be hard to do if you're in the West. Um, you know, most Western yoga is simply um, a very surface level spirituality. Um, it's about just meditating and connecting with yourself or something like that. That's, that's not what yoga is really ultimately about at its deepest levels. Um, that can be very helpful for stage yellow and be a true transformational dilemma where it pushes people beyond um, and into turquoise. Understanding, so Stage Yellow needs to understand that its concepts and beliefs and the mind are limited, right? There is something deeper and bigger and broader than the mind and its beliefs and concepts, right? Uh, there is this spiritual reality and that is deeper and that needs to be tapped into. 
Um, so you need to start engaging more with that. You need to engage more with your emotions as well. So stage yellow, which shut down a lot of its emotions, needs to start trying to open that up again. That's gonna help it transcend. Um, practice more compassion. Um, do some compassion-based uh, meditation that can be really helpful. Try and work, as I said, on deconstructing your ego. Um, start to deconstruct materialism. So as you recognize that there can be some healthy um, enjoyment of this world, try and deconstruct that. That's going to help you move on to the next stage, which is as is your letting go of ego, not having attachment, which is going to be really helpful um, in that. Read lots of books about this. Read lots of books about non-dualism um, and letting go of the ego. Um, spend more time in contemplation. Now, contemplation is a really important one. Now, a lot of people understand meditation uh, of, of sitting there and connecting with oneself and doing breathing, but contemplation is quite different. It's literally sitting and contemplating and thinking and exploring ideas. And so um, explore concepts like, who am I? And go, well, who am I? Well, what is, what, what had that thought? Was it, you know, what, what, what is that I that says, who am I? Is it my brain? Is it just some electrons firing around in my brain? So um, if you took my brain out my head somehow and put it in a box and wired it into a computer, would that still be me? I don't know. And even if it is just my brain having a thought, well, what is it that observes that which has the thoughts? Because I can observe that thought. And, and sitting there with those thoughts and exploring it. And really when I'm saying like, you know, spend more time in contemplation, I'm talking about sitting in silence, no phones, no technology, no electrics, no people for an hour a day for months, like six months, a year. That's what we're talking about. Um, that's, that's kind of the stuff that I'm trying to work on uh, myself right now. And, and, and it's hard work. It really is hard work. Um, it's being very intentional with the thoughts, right? Um, and it's, it's doing some real exploration and, and contemplation. Um, you know, talking about, well, what is God? Where are God? What, what does that mean? How does that work? You know, really digging apart and, and taking apart and exploring, which is a very yellow process, but it also really allows for... Um, deconstructing some of these concepts that we've built. Um, spend more time working and being around others. Now that sounds like the exact opposite of the isolation, but again, because yellow can isolate itself somewhat, being around people, being around community, again, can um, can start to push us to, to find the limitations of stage yellow and its isolation and its introversion and its, um, and its uh, individualism um, and start to push us beyond that up into turquoise. Um, ultimately, there is a, a need to enter um, what many of the mystics call no minds, where we, we escape the ego, the person, the thoughts. Um, that's, that's a terrifying thought. It's a terrifying, terrifying thought. Um, and so I, I'm not saying you have to do this either. You know, like I said, at any stage, you're welcome to stay at any stage. But once you find its limitations, you're going to want to push through. And so these are tools for people that are fully integrated into stage yellow into integral stage and wanting to push beyond and go beyond um, and so another element as well is be intentional about fully integrating everything you have missed from prior stages um, and so there's a theory so ken wilbur who's a real um, genius with a lot of this developmental stuff he has um, a theory that at earlier there's almost like a cost to um, transcending into new stages and so maybe from moving from one early stage into the next stage, it might be quite a low cost, maybe 20 or 30. Um, and he says that everyone, let's say everyone has 100. You know, that's, your, that's how much you have in the bank. 
Um, and he was saying, as you uh, grow and develop, you might be, you know, uh, maybe let's say you start 100% purple or so, we're moving past beige, 100% purple, and then maybe like, you know, you move 30 into red. Well, if the cost from red into blue is about 40, you're gonna need to move some purple into red still, right? You're gonna need to get into like about 40 reds before you can move into blue. Now at blue, the cost from blue to orange might be 50. So you're gonna start having to really build blue. So you might build your, your 10, 20, 30, maybe even 40 over to red, blue, but you're really gonna need some this purple to move across. But Ken's proposition is to actually transcend and include at each stage requires more, um, uh, more of yourself to be at that stage. So to go from orange to green requires a lot of you to have got to orange. You can't do it if 20, 30% of you is sitting down at red. Um, and the same principle comes at yellow. You're gonna need a huge amount of you to get to yellow before you're able to go into turquoise. Um, a huge amount of you. And so focus on, well, what, where am I? What are different elements of me at this stage? Um, you know, is there parts of me that are still at blue? Is there parts of me that are still at green? Okay, let me celebrate that. Let me walk through that and engage with that until I have to transcend. Um, and so that's gonna be really, really helpful. Okay, let's talk about working with yellow. Now, here's the key. You don't work with yellow. Yellow is already working with and for you. Okay, so it's gonna be very hard if you're not yellow, if you're at a different stage, it's gonna be very hard for you to figure out who yellow is, first of all, but it's also gonna be very hard for you to um, from position go, oh, I'll work with you. I'll, I'll adapt myself to work with you because yellow in and of itself works to work with you. It tries to work with you. Um, and so it's already adapting itself and its models and its systems to benefit you and help you. Um, all right, so I will say though that yellow will have some trigger points because people at yellow are not gonna be fully yellow. Um, it's really hard to trigger people at tier two because they recognize all the different stages. Um, so the triggers won't be so severe. They, we won't get as much of a rise out of them because they're, again, they're not so reactionary. Um, but generally speaking, things that will trigger someone at tier two are the blindness and infighting of tier one. Okay, so yellow gets really frustrated at times with blue fighting with green and orange fighting with blue and all this bickering and fighting. When Republicans are fighting with Democrats, yellow's just pulling its hair out going, can you see that you're the same thing in so many ways? And the things that you're fighting over are such surface level things that you're kind of missing the point. We could really be working it with root issues. And so it gets really frustrated with black and white thinking, non-systematic thinking, dualism, dogmatism, uh, conformity and groupthink and radicals. Um, it gets really frustrated with this. And so if you are working with yellow, be aware of that component that is within you. Okay, it's really hard for you to do this because it's only really at yellow you start to be aware of all this stuff in, in some ways. Um, but be aware now that you know the model, if you're orange and beyond, you should be aware to some degree of this dynamic um, having watched this series. Um, be aware of that, know that that's gonna really piss off yellow. Um, and so try and not do that, try and, and be open to yellow, try and be yellow towards yellow, right? Um, generally speaking, people that don't understand that there is a spiral, that there is uh, stages, that there's growth, that, the, that, that these models exist, they can really be frustrating to yellow because uh, yellow seeing all of this stuff play out, it's seeing this evolution and it's watching people going, 
why? Why don't you just evolve? Why don't you just grow? Why are you fighting what you need to become? Or why are you fighting what you were two weeks ago? Uh, you need to get over this stuff. And so yellow can be really frustrated with that until it fully starts to come into yellow and, and recognizes, well, of course, that's, what, that's what's happening. That's what is. Of course, that's going on. Of course, they're going to be like that. Um, and so again, this is quite uncommon for all these triggers, but it can happen. Um, yellow can really struggle with uh, fixed structures, which offer no space for conceptualizing and, and, and analysis and systems thinking and things like that. Um, and so generally speaking, if you know someone is at stage yellow, give them room to breathe, give them room to explore, give them room to do their multi-perspectival um, approaches and multi-dimensional approaches, give them room for that. It will only benefit you, trust me. Um, yellow struggle at times to work in groups. If, 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 try not to force a yellow to work in a group if you don't need them to, um, because that can really stimulate them and, and frustrate them. Um, and so be aware of that. Okay, last bit, and this is where we're gonna finish. How do you know if you're in yellow? Well, like I've said, okay, because this is ultimately, if this is the last stage we're gonna talk about, this is ultimately where we're heading. This is ultimately where we're growing to. And ultimately, because we're parts of earlier stages, we all want to be yellow because we fail to recognize that being where we are is, is okay. And it's important, in fact, it's good. Um, but we know that as we grow, that will be good. And as we grow again, that will be good. But we also know that we want to keep growing and keep growing looks like trying to um, move intentionally towards being yellow. So how do we know we're yellow? Well, first and foremost, like I've said, you just ask yourself, are you, are you, are you non-judgmental? Really? Like not, ah, yeah, I don't judge people or I don't think that. Just really dig deep. Are you judgmental? Do you consider things right and wrong? When someone says something, do you think, oh, that's not good? When someone says something, do you think, oh, that's a, a bad belief? When someone does something, do you think, oh, that's not right, that's a sin, that's, that's bad? Or do you think, oh, that's good, they did the good thing? Um, now, these are not negative things, they're just things of prior stages. They're things that yellow moves beyond and, and steps above. Um, so I'm not saying it's a bad thing to do these things. It's sometimes actually very important to do these things depending on where you're at and what stage you're at. But it's a helpful way to know, am I at stage yellow? It's gonna be really hard to give that up, okay? It's gonna be really hard to give up your judgmentalism and your ego will lie to you and tell you you have given up your judgmentalism. But some simple ways to know if you have or not, um, do you demonize people, right? Do you debate? and argue with people. If you are debating and arguing with people, if you're fighting over theology or politics and you're arguing with people over it, you have not stepped into non-judgmental thinking. You have not stepped into yellow thinking. Um, are you scapegoating people, right? If you're scapegoating people, if you're uh, in a group of people and you go, I'd rather not spend time with that person, let's go do something else and I'll just invite the people I want to and not invite people I do, I don't want to be with, you're scapegoating someone. If you're saying, oh, the reason this situation is bad is because of that one person and what they believe, you're scapegoating someone. And are you moralizing, right? Are you deciding what's right and wrong by your own standards? Um, and are you holding other people um, to your standards of what's right and wrong? Now you can say, well, no, I'm holding to the Bible. That is you holding to your standards. <laughs> um, so, uh, sorry, like I, I know that that feels wrong, um, but as you grow and develop, you'll realize, oh, wow, yeah, no, I'm, I'm actually 
still moralizing. I'm still picking what's right and wrong. I'm still judging what's right and wrong, and I'm still um, establishing what's right and wrong. Um, I'm just establishing that the Bible is right and wrong. That's my moral, it's the Bible. And now the Bible can tell me what's right and wrong. Um, but I'm still choosing, I'm still picking and choosing. I'm still having an authority that I decide is right and wrong. Um, are you blaming people? Are you crusading, right? Are you trying to change people and, and make a change with people? If you're doing all of this stuff, right? We talked about the vegan at green who crusades for people to be vegans and the vegan at yellow who goes, well, let's just make some systems and make it easier and more natural for people to naturally change to be more vegan. Um, there's such a difference between earlier stages and yellow. Um, and so you need to be able to be self-aware and look at some of these things. You can't be driven by an ideological enemy, okay? So an, an idea that is an enemy, okay? That cannot drive you, okay? Um, this can be especially hard because it's often people's entire careers to be quite judgmental, to go after certain ideas, to, um, to moralize, to blame, to scapegoat. This is how they've built a lot of their entire lives. Um, and so it can be really hard for them to do that. So another way to know if you're yellow, ask, am I impartial? When I'm sitting in a room of five opinions, am I truly impartial or do I want one opinion to come across better? Do I automatically go, that's good, that's bad, or that opinion's rubbish? Or am I doing the yellow thing of going, oh, interesting, let me see that from your perspective, let me find the value, let me find the truth. And that's not saying you can't weigh up and come to a conclusion at the end, but you're impartial in your hearing, in your considering, um, that's yellow thinking and it's very, very hard to do. And you'll lie to yourself saying you are doing it. Can you see the world through the eyes of the lower stages, right? Can you see the eye, the world through stage red, through stage purple? Can you see, oh, they're stage orange, let me step into their shoes and see how they see things. Not judging it as right or wrong, but just simply seeing it how they see it. Um, that's a huge thing. Can you see the validity of that? Can you see the validity of someone at stage blue or red? My red is a hard one, right? That's the hardest one, right? Because red is selfish and destructive and, and, and really narcissistic and can be really violent. Can you see that that stage has validity and truth and that it's not right or wrong? It simply is and it's an important stage that helps people move from purple to blue. You cannot do that without red and so red has value and is true to some degree. If you can do that, you're starting to move into yellow. If you can't, well, there you go. You're not yellow yet. That's okay, but you're not yellow yet. If you think any of the stages shouldn't exist, you still have some work to do in this area. You need to be able to see the partial truth and value in everything, okay? Every perspective, every view, every movement, every political party, every faith group, you need to be able to see the partial truth and value in all of them. And you need to see that your faith group, your political party, your nation has a partial value and truth. It's not the truth, the values that are ultimate. They're simply a partial truth and value, okay? Um, you need to genuinely enjoy seeking out and exploring different views. Not to destroy, not to ridicule, not to disagree with or to change, but simply to enjoy them, to read them, to think about them, to dive into those shoes and explore the world from that perspective. That is very, very yellow thinking, very yellow approach. 
Um, and finally, I'll say that yellow people see humanity's problems uh, not as personal, but as systemic. Okay, this is really hard. So green is going to see someone starving and get so bogged down by the person that is starving that they see it as a personal problem. It's a problem for that person. Now that is beautiful, that's good, that's an enlightened way of thinking compared to some earlier stages. But, but, a big but here, yellow is not gonna do that. They are gonna go, oh, I'm so upset that that person's starving, that's terrible. Wow, what system is causing that to be? How is it that in this day and age, in this world, there's a system in place that causes all this food we have in the world none of it to get into that person's mouth. What's the system there? How can I help this? How can I change the system? How can I adapt things so that that person doesn't die hungry? That's stage yellow thinking. All right, we'll finish up there and I encourage you to get involved in the comments. I encourage you to re-watch the different stages, especially the stages of where you are and where you're going, okay? So if you're realizing that as you've gone through this, oh, I'm stage orange, Rewatch stage orange, think about what is good, but focus on what's not good about stage orange. What are the negatives? What do I need to evolve through? How do I need to explore some of these things so that I can realize that there's limitations? And then watch the next stage and try and do the opposite. Don't focus on the negatives. You'll come to that when you get there, but focus on the positives. Focus on how it brings solutions to those problems. Focus on how you can grow and develop. And look for this in your relationships. Look for it in your life. I'm gonna do another video on how to apply this and how, how to make it uh, an applicable model that helps us. Uh, I might do a few videos on that actually, on how, how we can apply it and to help us grow individually, but also how we can help it apply um, to how we interact. Um, but for now, that's all the stages. That was stage yellow. I hope it was helpful for you. I hope you've enjoyed working through these stages um, and I'll see you again soon, I'm sure, in another video. Be blessed. All right, so that was Stage Yellow. I hope you enjoyed this series of Spiral Dynamics. Hope it's given you lots to think about. It's um, caused you to think about where you are in your own life, how you are doing in your development and your growth. Again, there's no right, there's no wrong uh, stage to be at. Any Whatever stage you're at is the right stage for you to be at. And uh, you need to fully engage with that and continue to grow um, at your own pace. Um, but of course, understanding this gives us an intentionality. It gives us directionality. And so um, I really hope that that has been something you've developed from uh, listening to this series. I hope it also has given you a, an extra level of grace in how you interact with the people around you and, and maybe given you a bit more clarity on how to interact with the people around you well. Um, and so, yeah, I really hope you've enjoyed this series. Um, we're probably done on the podcast as far as this topic. We're going to come back to doing more um, interviews, maybe some other teachings. Um, but for now, we are, we're done with uh, Spiral Dynamics. There will be quite a bit more on Spiral Dynamics on the website over at thegracecourse.com that I'll be producing over time. You know, how this affects um, relationships, how it affects churches, how it affects um, in different areas of our lives. Um, and also how... Uh, we need to be aware of nuances in this as well. Uh, it's very easy to weaponize this. It's very easy to um, to view it as a blunt ob object and instrument and, and be very um, very unnuanced in our way of, of, of approaching spiral dynamics. And it's very easy to do that, especially when you're at an earlier stage yourself. Um, I know I can do that very easily. 
Um, and so I'm going to be looking at some nuances to hopefully soften around those edges. And so that, they'll all be on thegracecourse.com. Everything over there is free, as always. Um, if you want to support what I'm doing, um, you can become a partner of, of what I'm doing over at thegracecourse.com. A monthly donation of as little as $5 a month makes a huge difference. Um, gives you access to our discussion group on Facebook, which is always full of interesting discussions um, and uh, also allows you to be part of our monthly uh, video conference call that we have where we discuss all sorts of things as well. And so if you are interested in supporting me, that would be um, amazing. For now, though, I'll leave you um, there. I hope that you have a great week. Um, I hope you've got plenty of time to chew over all the stuff that was in this. Um, you may want to re-listen to certain ones of this series again and again um, to try and really cement uh, where you are and, 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 and really dig into where you are as well so that you can grow and develop. Um, but yeah, for now, bless you. I love you guys. Hope you have a great week.